Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MonsterCast. I am your host, Jack Dahl Jr. I'm here with the former New Japan Pro Wrestling expert, Ryan Dahl. And we're going to get right into the very true first head-to-head uh, -head combat of 2020 between AEW and NXT. Um, AEW claims the top prize again as they hit 947,000 viewers and NXT hits 721,000 viewers. So that brings my total. I'm counting it as 9-3-1 AEW in the lead. I don't count last week because it was going against a fucking award show that they didn't put out there on TV to try to beat AEW with. And obviously the week before, AEW didn't have a show at all. So I skipped those two weeks. Um... Basically a wash, and AEW is now up 9-3, and then the one draw, of course. So what did you think? I mean, I've heard actually a lot of people say that NXT was a better show this week, and I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I mean, it was a good show. I I liked a couple of things on it. Um, I think the... Uh, I think the... Um, the uh, Kushida shit was kind of cool, but I think Alex Shelley coming back is cool, but that's not gonna happen until next week. So I don't know. I just I don't I, I don't I, I people don't. complain way too much about some of the stuff that happens on AEW, like one or two things that they'll, they'll have. Like what I've seen is like, oh, it wasn't a better show because the the ending angle it they they mistimed it. It took too long. No, it's like they didn't. It's like no, they didn't. What are you talking about? They actually had, like, he actually for a second until he winked into the camera had me believing that he was going to join. Yeah, which is, I, which is fucking what you want. They had the fucking crowd saying you sold out, you yeah. sold out. Yeah, like, exactly. No, the whole point of that timing was to give it time to breathe to let people think it was a it might maybe maybe be real. Yeah, that's it. And and it kudos to kudos to um. Shivani and Jim Ross for the last couple of weeks playing up to that too, but I'm like, hey man, if it was me, I'd probably take the deal. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had the connection there with their previous time where Jericho was given uh, Ambrose at the time uh, advice and stuff and took him under his wing, which is legit. And then he's the one that got Moxley to come over to AEW, which is legit. And then he fucking uh, had him on the podcast, which like broke the fucking internet for like a week. Which was legit. So why wouldn't you anybody believe that he might? We know that Moxley does whatever the fuck he wants, right? So why wouldn't he take? And it's the not deal? like he's never been a heel, and exactly. you know that he's kind of wanted to redeem his ability to be a heel since they made him do stupid heel shit with getting his vaccinations and whatever the fuck. So the, the hokey heel is not what he yeah, wants to be. Yeah, he wanted, right. I mean, so like he goes back to the indies where he was a heel the entire time. Right. Right. Until he became popular. I don't with think he's ever in a group though. No, but I mean, saying I'm just saying like, why wouldn't anybody believe? First of all, you can still be in a group and then still be a lone wolf of the group. You know what I'm saying? Oh, speaking of groups and this is related. Did you see uh, the OJMO? And Shota Umino are making a fucking Death Riders faction in the UK? Oh, yeah? Yeah. What the fuck? I know. So that's interesting. interesting yeah. Right? That's interesting. Um, that's weird. It's, a, it's an interesting pairing. And, I mean, I figured that Shota would probably keep kind of using that 
because I mean, he mentioned on Christmas that Moxley gave him a jacket or whatever, and then he's like posted pictures on Twitter, like with some of the Death Rider stuff. But he comes out in like white leather pants and shit. So you, I don't know. I didn't know how that was going either way, but yeah, that's uh, apparently a thing. But yeah, man, I like the ending angle. It made sense. Um, I thought that it was. I thought it was a good amount of time to like sort of give it some air. Um, and before the the, I, I mean, I I knew in my heart. There's no way they're going to make another fucking heel. They got too many heels. Yeah. Um, but like it, it was well done. I liked it. And then the only, like aside from the obvious, like, okay, the, the sugar glass that you were supposed to hit Jake Hager with when he ran out at the end, it broke in his hand. Cause it was obviously fucking sugar glass. Oh, you figured it out. Detectives they are not hitting each other with real glass bottles. Fucking idiots. Guess what? Those, those trash can lids, <laughs> they're, they're not real either. Um, last time you ever saw a trash can that looked like that. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, I thought it was fine. I th- even that, even that little botch, they played off really well too. Because as soon as they both realized what happened, Moxley just scrambles out of the ring, and then Hager, instead of playing fucking knocked out, goes and like consoles Chris Jericho, which made for a really good camera shot too. So, it was, it was good. I liked it. The, the people that. I don't know where they're getting that NXT was better last week. I mean, maybe they were super into the Ripley stuff. I mean, which is fine. Like, we both, you know, we both like Ripley too. But I wouldn't say that that Ripley Tony Storm shit made the show better than anything that AEW was doing. Um, I mean, they had the. I mean, maybe because Johnny Gargano was. Out, but I thought that promo kind of sucked. Like the whole segment, it was just—I don't know—I wasn't super into it. Did you care about that at all? Like, I mean, it's—it's it's cool to see Gargano there, I guess. But I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me. I don't know. I'm going at it with another Twitter idiot. All right. So, um, but yeah, no, it didn't really do anything for me. Actually, the whole show really didn't do anything for me. The four way and the tag team match was really good other than that like i mean it still doesn't compare to AEW and AEW is literally putting out stories and nxt is not we're just throwing random guys in there to determine to determine who's the number one contender for whatever so we can get to the fucking takeover show and then hey that's why these guys are fighting it doesn't make any I mean, sense There's I'll, no story I'll never it. get tired of watching keith lee hit people with other people but that's not enough to make this show better for me so, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so I needed your thoughts on this while I have this goon on here. Okay, so I got Dick Van Klondike on Twitter. Uh, okay. He says, uh, the AEW's women's title is off the show almost as much as the WWE title. I understand that she has commitments. The one that no, Lesnar no, 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 has? No. Yes, listen, just let me okay. finish, please. I understand that she has commitments overseas and isn't just sitting on her butt at home, but perhaps it would have been a better idea to put the belt on somebody that can be there on a weekly basis. Now, before you respond to that, I want you to hear mine. And he's not even the one that responded to me with an asinine comment, at least not yet. Not that I check, because I don't really try to check my mentions, because I know that I can't control myself and I'm going to go in on somebody. So, I said, I retweeted it, quote tweeted it, and I said, yes, have her on TV every week, so then you can all complain about how she's getting too much TV time, and it should be given to other women. Solid plan. You don't need her on TV every week, and to even think of comparing her run to Lesnar's is asinine and loses credibility instantly. Now I've got this loser at Ticketman99. 
Riho doesn't need to be on. He's quoting me. Riho doesn't need to be there every week. Brock has to be there every week. That is you right now. I don't know when I said that, but okay. I said, I don't know how it's me. I couldn't care less if Lesnar was there every week. My point was pretty clear. Riho and Lesnar doesn't compare. Riho defended her title back-to-back -back weeks on a free TV show. Lesnar has done that win. So no, it's not me right now, quote-unquote, but thank you for putting words in my mouth. And then he responded just now, which is why I was responding back to, except we're not talking about title defenses, which we agree on, but I don't make a big deal out of it. We're talking about just being on the show every week. I don't know about you, but I don't make exceptions for anyone, no matter who they are or what they do, which you did. Now, I really didn't. I don't understand. Uh, you didn't. I really don't understand what the fuck he's talking about, or I, I know he can't read, obviously. Um, or not, he can read, but he can't comprehend is the thing. Um, look, ticket man doesn't have to understand what the ticket says. He just needs to know that you have a ticket yeah, that he so. let you in. Yeah. Ticket man 99. After that, right, after, ticket well, ticket man a hundred, he doesn't go that high. So you can't get in. Um, private party do not hire him. Uh, I don't understand the concept of this Brock Lesnar being anything close to Riho at all. Um, because it's, well, no, who it's brought up? Brock Lesnar and Riho, did you just bring that up by yourself, or did somebody else mention no, that? No, no, no. I quote tweeted the guy that said about Lesnar and fucking – he's the one that – the first guy, the Van Klondike guy, is the one that compared the two, okay? By the by his tweet, he automatically compares the two. And that's just – I mean, what? I mean, what? why else would he say it? You know what I'm but saying? But did he specifically mention Lesnar? The WWE title. He's the Lesnar okay. is the one that has the WWE title, is he not? I mean, yeah. unless this guy's a fucking really fucking stupid and he thinks the WWE title is on AEW, and that's why it's not on there. The AEW ah. women's title is off the show almost as much as the WWE title. What? Okay. Yeah, I mean, even if I really it's not to, even close. Yeah, but even if I even if I don't make the connection to Lesnar, that sentence literally doesn't make any sense because AEW can, doesn't have the WWE title. Do you want to you want to count week by week? Like okay, how many weeks that fucking Lesnar wasn't there? Because like I'm the, sure this it's last more... week was the first week that Lesnar actually showed up on the show. And how long? Yeah, and when's the last time he wrestled a match on television? Yeah, never, never. And the the other thing about champions is, at to some point, which to I'm, some extent, which by the way, and for the WWE fanboys out there, I'm not knocking Lesnar for doing it. What I'm knocking Lesnar for doing is this in comparison to Riho. The guy that's making the comparison between the two, okay, is the is why I'm clowning Lesnar's thing just to compare it to Riho's because it's no in no way, shape, or form the same. I don't care that Re, uh, that uh, Lesnar doesn't show up. He's the champ. Back in the old school days, the champ didn't wrestle on the fucking back in regular old school shows. days. It was literally six jobber matches. Yeah. No, no, then... no, no, I get that. Yes, I agree. I mean, to so build somebody up. Yeah, crazy. So, so I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with Lesnar. Even if Lesnar went out there and squashed a fucking nobody, I mean, that's pretty much the exact same thing as him not being there anyway, to, in my opinion, at, in in modern era right now. We're, we've been t bitching about the same thing with the Viking Raiders and the tag team when they're the tag team champions and they're fighting fucking nobodies every week. Why, why are you even on the fucking show? You know? I, I'd rather you be off the show, honestly. They're making Lesnar more of an attraction, which is fine. I don't care. But when you compare it to Riho and then try to fucking dog. AEW because Riho isn't there every week is because she's stupid. because she's a champion in other in other orgs yeah, smaller yeah, ones and then also wrestles in stardom yeah like she's she's defending multiple championships throughout multiple promotions through multiple countries and you're trying to compare that to the WWE title if, if Brock Lesnar had to go defend his fucking AAA title then I could understand him not showing up a couple weeks <laughs> yeah 
But he doesn't, because he doesn't do shit else. He goes up to his farm in Canada and plays with cows or whatever the fuck he does I mean, up even there. Even if it was like a Bobby Lashley situation where he was at Impact and he was the champion, but he was also uh, fighting in Bellator or whatever it was. And he right. would, yeah, and then, but he would still, he wrestled more than fucking Brock Lesnar does right now. Yeah. At that time in, in at Impact, when he was winning all those it's, MMA matches and coming back and then still fighting with the world title at Impact. It was fucking insane. Not even close. Yeah, it's so stupid. And I don't know why I respond. I should just block them, but I try to be nice to people. I try well, not, I try not to curse them out or like call them names and stuff. I try to get them with facts, but it's not, they're not for, listening. They don't it's even not bad listen. for a champion to not be on every show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You have to you have to make time to build, especially on a two hour show, and that's your only show. Yeah, like you have to have time to build up your undercard. So you're gonna bitch on one hand, oh the women don't get enough time and blah blah. blah but you want the champion to be there, what winning a match well, every week instead of having a build match. Oh, here's the here's the icing on the cake. The people that complain about the girls sitting in the front row watching the matches too, right? So. So, Rhea, why is your champion sitting in the front row watching uh, a female's match instead of being in the ring? Like, do you want her on the show or not, man? Right. Because if you life, don't buddy. have her on You're the fucking show— You're interested in the outcome. Yeah, because wins and so losses watch. matter. So, you got that— Oh, no, they want them standing backstage, standing fucking diagonally to the screen watching it. Yeah, and then and they want you to sh- cut, like, to cut to that, yeah, instead of, you know, just actually being out there. Because, you know, the oh. TV that only works <laughs> during the match. <laughs> right. uh, that And from the from the side angle, yeah, you have to look at it sideways. Yeah. It's like one of the magic fucking holograms. Yeah, no, it's just, so y'all gotta shut up with that shit. They're all, I mean, it's just straight contradictory bullshit, right? So... Riho is now Lesnar, uh, the Lesnar of AEW, but if you have her on the show, better not have her sitting on the fucking front row watching somebody else wrestle. But then if you have her wrestle every show, then it's going to be like, uh, why isn't the other girls being uh, promoted or put on fucking TV? They need to have their shot too. I mean, might as well just have an all-fucking-female wrestling show because you motherfuckers are going to bitch about everything about the women's uh, division. Like, AEW isn't doing everything that they oh. can in the two-hour no. time frame. Don't get me started on the other that bitch that, Oh, it's the same undercard guys every time. I literally had this conversation the other day. It's the same undercard guys every time. Like, I want to see more Jimmy Havoc and Sonny Kiss and whatever. And Darby Allen's been on, like, so many shows and blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, <laughs> Jimmy Havoc has had his chance to get over. He's been on four of their pay-per-views. He won a triple threat against Darby Allen and Joey Janela in one of those pay-per-views. Like, he just didn't click the same way that Darby Allen did. The only time they're he's going to click is in a hardcore match. That's the only time. They're in the middle of a fucking ratings war. It's going to be Darby Allen. If you want to see more Jimmy Havoc, go watch him on Dark. Maybe he'll get over it and he'll get more main roster time. Yes. That's it. I mean, they've already clearly stated many times before the TV show or before uh, Double or Nothing or whatever else, once they announced the thing, they said they would go with the flow of the fans. So if you get over, a.k.a. Chris Statlander, who was not yeah, even that's, signed that's another, a fucking month ago. That's another I brought up. I brought up Statlander, Allen, and uh, – god damn it. Who's the third one? I, I brought up a third person too. But I was just like, look, Cassidy, maybe Orange Cassidy. Cassidy yeah. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, so I was like, those are the people that got over on their own when they had the chance to do it. That's why they get seen more now. Jimmy Havoc and Sonny Kiss and fucking whoever the fuck else this guy mentioned, they didn't. Sonny Kiss had a pretty high-profile tag match with Dustin. Yeah, and they won. It was a good match. And they won. But it didn't like make me like desperate to see more fucking Sonny Kiss. Yeah. But when I saw Darby Allen versus Cody, I was like, I want to see fucking Darby Allen again. Yeah. And, uh... 
and they and it's not they they're not just doing that with the undercard guys either. They you could say the same thing about Adam Page. Now, yes, he's in a hardcore storyline right now, like a really one of the most high profile ones, but he's not getting pushed to the moon like he was at the beginning of AEW either because he wasn't as over as, you know, well, he might be right now if they'd never got Moxley, but you know, Moxley basically took that place. You got Moxley, Omega, Jericho, right? That's it. That's the top 3. And I, then you have Cody, but he can't go for the title. But I'm just saying in the title picture uh, they definitely, they definitely realized real quick that, that he needed an actual story to get people interested in him. Correct. So that's because immediately what they started know doing. Who he was yes, but a right. lot of people know who Omega, Moxley, and Jericho are, so that's why they're where they are. And Cody is still technically up there with those three guys, in my opinion. He just can't go for the title, so I kind of leave him off to the side. But yes, obviously Cody's up there too. That's their four most over guys easily. And then of course MJF, if you want to do oh, the heel side. Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy is over. <laughs> like I mean, yes, obviously he's over, but he's not. What I'm Act talking about, over. yeah, he's not. No one's taking him seriously in a world title match, even though it would still be well, awesome. I was, I would, I keep telling people, I, I, I hope they do a fucking Orange Cassidy pack program and just book it like they book David Starr versus Orange Cassidy and beyond. Yeah, because he can have a good match against a heel. Yeah, easily. Um, I don't think that he should win it. Like, he, spoilers for y'all that haven't seen that match from two years ago at fucking Beyond, but Orange Cassidy wins. Um, I don't think he should beat Pac, but I I think it would be not a terrible idea to make him. I wouldn't say it, he doesn't need to be in the main title picture or anything, but making him uh, stand out as hey, like that guy can actually wrestle makes him a more credible threat, and then you can have him in some matches and stuff. I so feel like side that's why the guys like him and Marco Stunt and other smaller guys that are over that you can't really see because they only have one singles title at the moment is mm-hmm. part of the reason why I want six-man titles so bad in AEW. One, because they have the talent to do it. They have enough talent to do it and to sustain the division. And two, it will help those guys get uh, extra recognition on top of what they're already doing so they can be feel like they've been rewarded for getting over you know what i'm saying like Orange uh, you Cassidy, have a ton of three bands yeah that's what i'm saying i mean you got best friends you got th2 with uh sabian that's not really together anymore but i mean they were and you could still have penelope ford out there causing all kinds of extra problems Jurassic right express, Jurassic express yes seu yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the talent there to the elite if you really want yes, to do that and then him, yes i agree yes uh, if you Nightmare could throw somebody else with Yep, and you could throw somebody else with Dustin and have them be a, a trio, or yeah, Dustin and Cody. Yeah, the Nightmare Family is what I meant, not the collective. But yeah, you get what I'm saying, yes. Uh, Dustin, Cody, who and Who the fuck would... Luther? DDP. <laughs> yeah, DDP, maybe. Well, yeah, seriously, DDP. I don't see what... I, 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 I know he's wrestling next week, but I don't no, think No, just for like, a six, for like a six-man tag, though. I mean, you're you're already mm-hmm. limited in his ring work. We all want to see one move, and that's the fucking Diamond Cutter. And they could easily have the titles for a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, the six-man doesn't have to be, oh, it has to be the best wrestlers ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, anybody can win a fucking six-man tag match randomly. It's kind of like a fatal four-way or triple threat. You just got to sneak it in there and win. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, you hear that, New Day? Your three-man stable is so, not impressive. Also, yeah, would that not if they if they had that? Let's say they let's say they had that, and let's say the elite won them, right? Would that not entice them at least a little bit? I mean, I know they just signed the new deals, but wouldn't they that have like, five-year hey, fucking deals? Hey, man, wouldn't you? What, that would be fucking cool if we could go in there and fight them for the six-man titles. But yes, they do have the um, talent for sure. And then if Matt Hardy, which we don't know what's going to happen, but if he becomes the leader of the Dark Order, that you could have the Dark Order as a triple as a six-man. You can tattoo. have him as a triple threat now. You can have a. The Uno and Dos, and then uh, like literally anybody that they've recruited. It's... Well, they've recruited another tag team, but so far, but yes, I guess a singles guy. I haven't seen uh. Well, Cutler whoever they're either. teasing trying to leave. 
Well, everybody thought it was Cutler, but I don't know. But who knows? It been around a while. The thing about doing Cutler though is then you couldn't have like the continuity and BTE yes. of him being the cameraman. Yeah, I know. Because like, hey, you want to talk about the Dark Order? No. And he just yeah, what? You flip the camera around to him and he's wearing his fucking mask. Yeah, filming I, that yeah, thing. I said that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I said that a couple weeks ago when everybody thought it was him that took the number off the flyer or whatever. But I mean, it could also still be Adam Page. I don't think it will be, but they're teasing that every now and then too because he keeps losing. Um, but now he's on a little streak with Omega, which I love that storyline, by the way. Um, yeah, because I, because everybody knows everybody knows that they're still good enough to win these matches because they're so high profile, even without even with the mistakes and not really getting along completely. So okay. so the fact that they're still getting wins makes it a, awesome to it's me. A yeah, good slow burn. Yes, exactly. Even if they mm. change their mind and just say, "Hey, fuck it, we're gonna give you all the tag titles," that would be badass too. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if mm. that was part of the story, kind of like um, Macho Man Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got all the way up there. Again, uh, they had a chance at the tag titles, but they never won them. But uh, I guess the uh, best comparison in this case then would be Stone Cold and Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. So you got two main profile guys. They don't really get along, but they're fucking unstoppable. And then they win the fucking tag titles. And then they also have the other two titles. Uh, Two-man power trip, obviously, is what I'm talking about. Um but yeah, that would be cool to see too. Uh, but yes, they have tons of talent for a six-man tag. I think it would really benefit the undercard roster of sorts. Um, and then you could have Inner Circle. Cool you got Sammy Guevara and Proud and Powerful could be another team. Yep. I mean, you got endless possibilities the way they got. I mean, that's the good thing about the stable setups is that you could use that if you brought in the titles. And I really think they need to do it this year at some point before these guys start getting stale and then they start breaking them up and shit like that because fans start turning on them. Like, have it. Well, like, I would love to have Skrull with the Butcher and the Blade as a triple, as a six-man tag, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen, and we'll get into that a little bit. What do you think about – is there anything that you didn't like about AEW that you need to point out? Um, The <sighs> – I, I like that they're keeping Congo. I didn't like the Luther thing. It's just another case of them introducing somebody that nobody really knows who the fuck they are. Like, they got to stop doing that because um, it just falls flat every time they do it. Yeah. Like, they got to – I get that he was in a couple vignettes or whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't um, really tell you his story or anything. Yeah, like, I don't I – mean, they, they do that too much. That guy's like – the guy's like uh, – Excalibur is like, yeah, he's like a king of the death match type guy i'm yeah. like okay well, well that's great like why didn't y'all tell why didn't y'all just say that like in one of the things like uh, it was i don't know it's whatever and then he still got <laughs> he still got cross-bodied by fucking reho anyway so like you're instantly already looking stupid i don't know i i was i also wasn't a huge fan of ddp just completely fucking burying butcher and the blade like, Butcher and the Blade, I feel like, should have been – they should be built up a little bit stronger than they have been because right now they just seem like taking fucking losses. MJF jobbers. Yeah, yeah they're, taking, they're the henchmen. Yeah, for sure they're the henchmen. But uh, and, and to an extent, I would agree with that. Like if this was the second or third week that they were there, I would agree with that. But because of what the way they've been booked already, I don't have a problem with DDP doing that to them. However, um, also DDP has been out of the game so long, so it's not like anybody was like you know scouting DDP and should have known that he was going to get – they were going to get diamond cutter there that he could even still do it, etc. So it's not like, like if you if you really delve into the fucking situation, it's not a huge surprise to me where I'm like that. Yeah, that's fucking stupid because you know he's like over 50 years old. But um, yeah. 
But yeah, I didn't have a huge problem with it. It's not like he went out there fucking pretending he was Batman and just fucking him up at every pass. He just got in a couple lucky diamond cutters because he can hit the diamond cutter from anywhere, right? That's his whole thing. And uh, that's pretty much all he did. So I don't think it was that big of a deal. Also, he didn't do it to MJF or Wardlow. So those are the two guys that you need to protect going into the Cody match for the cage and then the Cody match with MJF for Revolution. So I don't have a huge problem with it. We all know that he's probably going to get beat down by whoever he's fucking fighting. He's got the triple. He's got the three-on-three next week, right? Yeah. So it's him, Dustin, and QT Marshall versus who? Uh, it's Butch and the Blade and MJF. MJF, okay. All right. So, yeah, Wardlow's probably going to cost him the match or something. MJF's team is definitely going to win it because MJF's going to have to get more heat to try to rile Cody. Oh, that's one thing I didn't like. Motherfucker's bitching about Cody not coming out, but Dustin did. Cody can't touch the motherfucker. If Cody comes out there, he's going to touch right. him. That's the story. He's so pissed at MJF. He's not even going to go out People there because he will not touch him. not understand the stipulation. I don't – I guess not. I don't understand it, man. You can't touch him. That's they the stipulation. They want him to run out and then MJF say, ah, 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 you can't touch me. Remember, that's the story. Yeah, we have to keep People. reminding the people of the story because they're too dumb to follow along or they might forget week to week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, we got to treat everybody like WWE fans now. It's basically what we're – like they're fucking eight-year-olds or uh, 68-year-olds. Um. All right, stiff shots. I, I, I think AEW was actually a better show, and as I said in a tweet, because of three reasons, and they were all different stories, and they all continued, and that's the whole point. You don't want any drop stories. You don't – all your fucking main stuff was on there. Um, you had the Chris Atlanta – a lot of people were bitching about the Chris Atlanta-Riho match because there was a lot of overbooking in it, but that's what the fuck was going to happen. You're not going to have a title change on a weekly TV show when you got Revolution already advertised to come up. You're not going to – have Rio lose the fucking title after she's been going back and forth between Japan and doing all this shit for you. You're not going to have her just drop it like that. And then, of course, you still have to have the Nightmare Collective storyline go on with Chris Statlander to see where that ultimately ends up. Because you all motherfuckers want to keep bitching about how there is only one segment <clears throat> segment of women per show. And now they're trying to book it to where there's multiple matches at revolution that involve women and now you're bitching about that so then if we just jump in and throw kong versus statlander whatever the hell they're gonna do at revolution then it's just oh they just threw this together there's no story behind it these motherfucking people are making me lose my mind man they can't have it both ways or three ways or four ways or whatever the fuck they're trying to do because and now we clearly see why AEW is the first promotion to actually gain some fucking traction in, what, 20 years, 15 years, something like that, to actually be real competition to WWE because all these other guys that think they know what the fuck they're talking about on Twitter have no idea what they're talking about. They Everybody wants an alternative to WWE because WWE rushes everything, and yet here you are trying to make AEW rush everything that they're doing. Well, the other thing I didn't like, too, about the – this was about the, the Statlander match. I feel like they were – Honestly, kind of trying to play to those people that were bitching about not enough, not enough women doing enough shit. Because they had the Nightmare Collective come out, and they had fucking uh, Sheeta come out, and then Big Swole come out. Yeah, no, no, and I, not, I get what you're saying, but I think it's actually a better. I think it was just multiple stories in one thing, right? So you had the Brit is still teasing that heel turn because she turned around and sat back down, right? Right. Big Swole and them came out. Big Swole hasn't been on TV in a couple weeks. You got to divide the locker room to be like, go ahead. Okay, Brandy pretty much knows that those people that just saved uh, uh, Statlander, Riho, basically 
we're not we can't get them on the team you know like they're, they're drawing the line because you have brandy melanie cruz and kong so you're going to need three opposite to go against them and we already know that Britt baker obviously isn't going to be one and if she is one she's going to turn on Riho probably and then continue that story i just think they were doing more than one story in the thing and that's why a lot of people felt like they were uh bombarded with too many people or whatever i don't think it was really necessarily the fact that oh we got to get throw as many girls in here in this in these couple segments as we can because of fucking aaron casey on fucking twitter bitching about it you know what i'm saying i i think that there was a, a way to not do that so overbooked though i, I just it felt super overbooked to me. Yeah, I mean, it was overbooked. I mean, clearly it was overbooked, but I think it was with a purpose. And as long as you're not overbooking every match a la Nitro, I think you'll be all right to have a one overbooked match every now and then. It's not that serious. Yeah. Um, okay, so stiff shots. Uh, Brock Lesnar is entering the Royal Rumble at number one, um, but his title is not online, so make sense of that. Um, apparently... He doesn't think there's a worthy contender, even though <laughs> he's the one sitting at the house, right? So everybody else is fighting. There's no worthy contenders, though. Um, AKA, everybody else is in storylines except for him, and they have nothing for him. Uh, who would you like to see at number two, and who would you like to see at number 30 in this year's Royal Rumble? Uh, number two, Drake Maverick. And then <laughs> number <laughs> number 30, uh, uh, Zach Sabre Jr. <laughs> Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, you were talking... You said Drake Maverick because I figured you wanted to see him squash him. Yeah. Okay, so the same thing for Zack Sabre Jr. We were talking about how we want to see Walter beat the shit out of him. No, I, I think by then, I don't think Lesnar's still going to be in there. Anyway, I, okay, since you said you're number two, I'll say my number two. I would like my number two to be Matt Riddle. Mm. Okay, who I'm would Goldberg. you like your number 30 to be? No. No? No, not Goldberg. Stone Cold? No. No, that's my thirty. Oh, Stone Cold for your thirty. <laughs> my number thirty. My number thirty would be CM Punk. Mm, yeah. I could I could literally see a Royal Rumble match where let's say Matt Riddle comes in at number two and just like Survivor Series Part Two shocks the world. He throws Lesnar out. He's the first one eliminated. Matt Riddle standing there. Then we have like an Undertaker Maven moment where fucking Brock Lesnar is pissed and he fucks Matt Riddle up and throws his ass out. So now Matt Riddle's like the Curtis Axel type deal where I never technically got eliminated from the Rumble. CM Punk comes out at number 30, somehow manages to win, and then he gets to go on against Brock Lesnar and his former manager at WrestleMania. Uh, but he, he never... But really he never. Go. Listen, I'm just throwing out a story. Can we finish the goddamn story? I don't even, I don't even care if CM Punk wins. Hypothetical booking shit. I don't care if CM Punk wins at, the, at WrestleMania, honestly, but I just think it would be a cool story because Lesnar and Heyman could say... That he never eliminated Brock, which I think that's going to happen anyway. I think Brock's going to get eliminated before the end, and then whoever wins didn't actually eliminate Brock. So then Brock would be like, well, you didn't eliminate me type shit for as far as Heyman's promos. What do you think is going to actually happen? Uh, well, they made a big deal out of um, Reigns and Corbin having their match, but then also both of them being in the Rumble. Well, yeah, I saw Reigns at the beginning of the show say he was going to be in the Rumble or whatever. But uh, you know Elias is still in there too, right? Sorry, you cut out for a sec. I don't know. You cut out for a sec. I didn't hear what you said about Reigns. I have no idea why, but Reigns said that he was in the Rumble at the beginning of the show. Yeah, right. So the thing is, though, like, whatever happens in that match doesn't fucking matter in their match. 
because they're going to end up concluding the story inside the Rumble match, which might end up with fucking Roman Reigns winning. So I, I think that's what happens. I think Corbin probably wins their match somehow. Some stupid shit. Okay, let me throw this out there. Reigns wins, right? So, I mean, because we all know that Reigns is fighting Fiend at WrestleMania, right? How can you not at this point? Okay, so Reigns fights Fiend at WrestleMania. So how do you solve the Brock Lesnar situation? I don't know. Who do, you, who do you have fight Brock Lesnar? I mean, that's fucking insane. Whoever throws him out, obviously, but, like, who, uh... I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. I mean, I have no who's, even, who's even on that roster right now that could... Maybe you have uh, Rollins and the AOP toss him? For what? So we can boo both of them at WrestleMania? Look, I... I know, I'm, I get I what you're saying. I'm I don't just saying, know what they're I'm doing. Saying, they've they've booked themselves into a corner. Again, they don't sorry. have anybody... At the top, that could even contend with Lesnar, right? I don't. So Le- I mean, Lesnar's right in kayfabe. Like there is nobody right now, except for, I mean, you can make the argument for for Rollins, obviously, but he's busy. Yeah, and he's here. Um, and, well, that and he's got the whole Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, whatever the fuck. Um, it's got to either be somebody returning, or could we see Lesnar be like the first, like the the record holder for the most? Uh, world title losses at WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, or they could be building it to where he just wins the fucking Rumble. Yeah. I mean, I could actually see him win the Rumble, but I just don't know why you would... I don't know, man. I don't know. If, if he's winning the then Rumble, the... then there ain't going to be no like really good surprises in the Rumble then, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And everybody You either have out. to have somebody come out at 30 and, and finish him, or he wins the Rumble and then somebody returns. But if you're going to have a return, Undertaker. just put him in the fucking match. Undertaker at 30 and wins the Rumble, and then... Hell yeah, brother! And then beats him. Let him avenge yeah, that avenge, WrestleMania exactly. loss. Exactly, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that, actually. I, I mean, the, I don't think I've wanted to see Undertaker back in the ring more than I have recently after the Broken Skull session thing. So I would totally love to see that. That would be badass. Especially if it didn't go on last. As long as it wasn't on... As the main event, I'd be fine with it. All right, let's move on uh, because uh, we got two minutes before Blackpool 2 starts, and I want to get my picks in. Jushin Thunder Liger officially retires. I watched the ceremony. Of course, Hiroshi Tanahashi, the new meme of the wrestling Twitter. Um, new. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's constantly a meme. No, I'm just saying for what he did it during the uh, retirement ceremony when he was crying or whatever and clapping at the same time. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it it got to me too, and then of course they brought his son and his wife in there, and you could tell even though he had a mask on, he was emotional. And he started. He, did you see when he kept slapping him in the head? Kept slapping his <laughs> head in the head. That was funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, long storied career, and then of course you sent me. Was that like a legit thing that you sent me about Liger with the Great Muda? Yeah, he said that. That's funny. Oh, it was, but he it was just a joke. Page. It was just a joke. Okay, yeah, he was that's joking. what I thought. Okay, I mean, I'm sure Muda wasn't, but Liger probably took it as a joke. Because, <laughs> you know, Muda's come back a million times. Terry Funk of I Japan. Doubt, I doubt Muda actually said that. I'm pretty sure he was just being uh, funny. Okay, got you. Yeah, a little dig at Muda. That's funny, then. That makes it even better, actually. All right. Um, Some sad news as LaParca passed away Uh, earlier. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Technically. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, passed away at the age of 55 after the botched uh, suicide dive or tope suicida um, when he was – wrestling against uh one of the clowns it might have been psycho clown and rush or roosh uh from ring of honor in a tag team match um a i don't know if you've seen the video i don't know if you want to see the video uh it's not as graphic as most videos because it was a fan cam and it was far away and it was like a weird angle but you could definitely tell as soon as he hit a lot of fans knew that something was wrong as soon as he hit um i don't know 
if you can really blame it on anybody, it was just a freak thing. I'm not going to blame Roosh for not being closer to stop him or whatever. Um, I could also, if I really wanted to, I could blame the people that put the guardrail where they put it. Uh, you know, it was just a, it was just a bad thing all the way around. And I'm not trying to pass blame on somebody's death or whatever, but it was just bad. And uh, also, in case anybody was wondering, because I've seen this a lot and as has had my brother Ryan, this is not LaParker from WCW, who now goes by L.A. Park in MLW Fusion. This is the second um, uh, incarnation of uh, LaParka. He was 55 years old. I don't. I think uh, L.A. Park is actually uh, older than that, right? Yeah, I think he is That's too. What I thought. And he's still going too. That's crazy. But um, but I'm pretty sure L.A. Park ain't doing suicide dives anyway. No, he's he's a bit heavier. He doesn't do he doesn't do that. Weird shit. Definitely not anymore. Uh, anyway, yeah. he, there was an occasional time in WCW where he would do some crazy shit, and he was already too big to be doing that, which was like freaking people out. But yeah, he he didn't do this. And finally, um, on Stiff Shots, Bandito resigns with Ring of Honor, and uh, apparently, Ring of Honor is also throwing big money at Marty Skrull to stay, which he is leaning towards doing. Thoughts before we move on. I haven't heard about him leaning towards it, but I have heard that he's gotten a big-ass offer. WWE main roster money offer, correct? Yeah, so the, the word is that it's uh, it's a contract worth about the same as the WWE main roster contract, but only working 40 days a week. But, or 40, <laughs> 40 days a week. Goddamn, 40 days a year. But what they don't tell you is that it's Becky Lynch's money contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she gets re-signed soon, too. Uh, she resends uh, her contract is up pretty soon. Actually, she just talked about that on Twitter not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. She because somebody else was asking about that Sasha Banks money. So <laughs> no, somebody else said that she had resigned already, and she said no, I haven't yet, but that's coming up soon. And then a bunch of people are like, oh, you need to make sure you get that Brock Lesnar money, and she should. Yeah, because yeah, she definitely should. She's still, I mean, her and Oscar. I mean, if they had the pay per view tomorrow, ring a uh, ring on her Royal Rumble. Uh, if they had Royal Rumble tomorrow. Or today, rather, since it's a Sunday. Her versus for her versus Asuka would only be second to the Royal Rumble matches to me. Yeah. I mean, like, that's I, what I want to see. Everything else, I don't care about. I WWE. don't give a fuck <laughs> about Reigns and Corbin for the last eight and years. And as much as I love Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, we all know that he's not winning, so I don't really want to see that either. Because right. I'd rather see, I mean, if I really thought Daniel Bryan had a shot to win, I would want to see it, but... I don't. The only the only things that are interesting me right now are the John Morrison Miz versus the New Day stuff because it's new, and they're I like the angle they're taking with it. Also, is it just me or did the fucking New Day totally come off of heels? Mm, like uh, they're whole, Well, you know the whole like they're doing they're making fun of fucking Miz for being upset and like oh you lost to the Fiend and you got fucked up now you're you're changed and whatever like. Dude, that's why are you giving him shit about that? I get that he attacked Kofi after the match or whatever, but he also didn't. He was like, he, he was like, oh yeah, it was like a moment of passion kind of thing, whatever. It's just, and they're still like talking shit and trying to fight him and throwing pancakes at him. Like guys, I don't know if I would say they came off heelish. I mean, we're talking about Miz, who's basically been a heel ninety fucking eight percent of his time at WWE. So it's not like he's not even that far removed from being a heel to begin with now. Uh, but. I, I like the go back and forth between Morrison and uh, Big E on commentary too. That was pretty good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just another one of those things where they you if if this were real life, 
you probably wouldn't be cheering <laughs> for the faces. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I'm not cheering. I'm not cheering for the faces anyway. I'm cheering for Miz and Morrison because I love Miz and Morrison. Always have, and I very shocked that they went straight into Miz and Morrison because we mentioned Miz and Morrison to be a possible yeah. part along well, the way type deal, but I didn't know they were going to throw them right into that right away. I think we. We also said, though, like, if they tried to bring him back as, like, a main card talent, he'd end up doing the Drew McIntyre thing, being somebody's fucking lackey, and then going nowhere. Yeah, and then... And the, you know what? That's why I want to win the Rumble. I want fucking Drew McIntyre to throw out Lesnar. Oh, uh, just because he... Well, he could throw out Lesnar, but that don't mean he's going to win the Royal Rumble. But that would be badass, yes. I agree. That'd be cool. Um, But this notion where it's going to be 10 men from NXT, 10 men from SmackDown, and 10 men from, all, uh, from Raw is... Not good in my eyes because then you literally take out the element of surprise for anybody to show up that's not currently on one of those three brands because like a like a CM Punk or Edge or whatever whoever. Uh, well, we should take that out like, of the equation, which is stupid. Yeah, we, we got ten men from NXT, eight from SmackDown, <laughs> uh, six Raw. from Raw. We got one from Fox. Mystery though, uh, we got one from a podcast with his friend. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck they do that. Um, have they officially said that though? No, but that's each? what that's what they were leaning towards at the beginning. But now I I haven't really kept up with the numbers. Uh, I just know there's only been 13 dudes uh, announced for the Royal Rumble match, and no, no, have been NXT guys so far. So I don't know if they're gonna actually push with that yet. I don't think they are actually. I don't really want that many NXT guys yeah, in it. I don't want maybe any. throw Keith Lee in there. I don't want any in there. Keith Lee would be Throw cool. Keith yeah. Lee. Oh, Keith Lee, what Finn if Keith Ballard. Lee threw out Lesnar? Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, Vince is really high I think, on it's, him. I think it's too much too quick, but I think it would be cool. I mean, if, he, if he just throw him out, he's not winning him the title or anything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Maven didn't get the rocket strapped when he threw out Taker, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or if fucking Dio come back and do it because he got put through that table for – oh, you know, they don't book continuity like that, though. That's been over a week. Um yeah, I mean, everybody else is kind of involved in something, though. Like, I could, like if it were any other time, maybe Joe, but Joe's so deep in that Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins stuff right now, it's probably not going to be that. Do you um, think it's going to be a repeat winner or a first-time winner this year to start out the new decade? I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be a woman. Yeah. Nyla. I mean, not Nyla, <laughs> uh, Nia Jax. Yeah, Nyla comes and I, I quit. AEW. I'm sure the WWE fans would be totally fine with that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I okay. So if you fail in AEW or are thinking about quitting to go to WWE, I I strongly suggest against it because I feel like WWE is one of those petty ass companies that will hold you down like they did with TNA stars from time to time before, you know, the Joes and the AJ Styles and shit like that. But if you were uh, Wildcat Chris Harris or uh, Monty Brown or Lance Archer or whoever, they fucking drug you into the ground to make TNA seem like they weren't even close to WWE as far as competition goes. So, AEW guys, if your contract comes up and you don't want to resign or you're not happy there anymore or whatever, I suggest you don't go to WWE because you're not going to get treated fairly. Yeah, fucking clearly go to New Japan. Look at Lance Archer, boys. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where y'all want to be. I mean, if you got the talent to pull New it Japan, off. New Japan, Impact, those are the two places I would go. 
Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, because there are eight minutes in, but I'm not watching it, I was, I almost asked you if you wanted to do a watch-along, because this is like the first time ever that a show's been on while we've been doing the podcast, but, mm -hmm. and there's only like four matches or whatever, but I don't know how long the show's going to be, so I was like, nah, but that would be cool to do one day uh, a watch-along for something, maybe Royal Rumble. Are you going to watch that live, or no? Uh, what day is that? Because I think my schedule 26th changes. Sixth of January. I'll be in Canada. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure something out. But we should definitely – definitely cannot be WrestleMania because that will be the longest podcast ever. But we should definitely do a watch-along for a pay-per-view at some point. That would be cool. Um. Anyway, so when we get back from the break, first, this first break, NXT UK TakeOver, Blackpool 2, Um. in case in case the In Your House fucking pay-per-views weren't long enough titles, uh, <laughs> we'll be doing – In Your House 2, Electric Boogie. Um, we'll be doing the uh, predictions for that on the other side of this break on the Monster Cast. Hello, everybody, and we're back on the MonsterCast, and we're going to go right into the predictions. I've got them right here, the patches, the card. Um, for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, uh, we'll start at the bottom, of course. Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. I'm going Tyler Bate. Same. Um, Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. I'm going Trent Seven. Yep. Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper Nevin for the NXT UK Women's Title. I'm going Tony Storm. You think they're going to give her the title just to do the title versus title thing with? <laughs> I think that would be badass, but no, I don't think they're going to. But I want Tony Storm to win. Um, I think I think they might actually go Piper Nevin with all the shit she's been going through recently. I I think they just have Kaylee Ray pin Piper Nevin and keep it on Kaylee Ray. Honestly, I don't know why she's not really over as a champion. I don't get it, but whatever. Uh. So you're going to go... Calorie. Calorie. I'll give you a different symbol. We'll go money sign for you. Um, Gallus, the champions, versus Imperium, versus Grizzled Young Veterans, versus Mandrews and Morgan Webster in a ladder match. I'm going to go with... Hmm. I'll go with... Uh, damn, that's a hard one, actually. I'm going to go... I'm going Imperium. Really? Yeah. They just lost in the... No, they didn't. They won the first round, didn't they? Uh, uh, Gallus is the one that lost. All right. Uh, I'm going to go... Do I really want to see Imperium win, though? I mean, I don't want to see him win, but... Well, I think that if they're trying to build another credit... Like, I, if they were... I, in my brain, as well as Undisputed Era has done, you would think that they would try to kind of recreate that idea... In NXT UK, where you have a stable that has all the titles. So, Walter is also, I also have him winning tonight. Um, so, giving the tag team championships to Imperium just makes sense to me for what they're trying to do with NXT UK. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, I'm leaning towards Imperium, and I was, but I kind of wanted to give it to Mandrews and Morgan Webster because it seems like they're kind of match that they could sneak in and win. Yeah. And they've been the champions, so give them more credibility. I feel like they still need it more than anybody else. I'll go Imperium, too, because, you know what? Because I am going to go Walter, obviously, and it, no knock on Joe Coffey. I actually really like Joe Coffey. I think he will be a champion uh, in the NXT UK. Um, it kind of sucks that <laughs> the first two chances you get was Pete Dunne and Walter, so it's not going to happen, but right. um, he's definitely high up on the list. Uh, 
but I'm not doing it because of the Undisputed Era uh, copycat type thing, but I am going to say that it would be badass because it, Worlds Collide is coming up, and if you had the three champions of NXT UK versus Undisputed Era, how badass would that be for a War Games match, by the way? Wouldn't that be like the only time that Undisputed Era would be the fucking faces? The War yeah. Games going against the Foreigners? That would be pretty badass. That's old school right there. You'd have like the Four Horsemen, Undisputed Era type deal going against the... Like the Nikita Koloff and fucking, yeah, it would be badass. But uh, that would be a cool fucking. And cheer you tonight because you're fighting for America. Yeah. But when you get back, you're still an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go Walter over Joe Coffee too. I think that match is probably gonna steal the show. Um, if depending on what happens in the ladder match, obviously I've never, I don't know. None of these guys have been in a ladder match in WWE, so I don't know how that's gonna play out at all. I'm assuming that they're gonna try some shit we've never seen before. Not. Not necessarily high risk, but just different ways to use the ladder, uh, just because we're in a different country, so who knows what kind of fucking ideas they came up with. Well, you know, gravity works different on the other side of the world. Yeah, it goes the opposite way. Um, so, but yeah, you get what I'm saying, though. I think um, that only counts for Australia. You get what I'm saying. Tyler Bate, obviously, is going to show out. I think he'll have one of the better matches of the show. He always does. But uh, Yeah, anything going on first? I don't know if he's going on first, but that's just the first match listed. If I had to put on a match first, it would be Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't put Tyler Bate before them, for sure. Really weird that uh, Dave Mastiff doesn't have a match either. I thought that was weird. Mm. But it's whatever. Uh, I think the show will be solid. I'll be watching it tomorrow, probably, because after this podcast, I'll be going to sleep before work. Uh, uh, tomorrow will be a wrestling day. Yeah. It'll be a wrestling day with uh, this and then, of course, Hard to Kill from Impact. Um... Let's go ahead and get into uh, Big Deal or Nah. This is going to be – the first two are going to be pretty easy. The last one, however, <laughs> I don't know what the floodgates are going to show. But uh, first one up for Big Deal or Nah, Big Deal or nah. Showtime interested in getting MLW Big Deal or Nah. Showtime has never had wrestling on their channel or network, but they were in talks with AEW before AEW landed with TNT instead. So – Big deal or not for MLW if they get on Showtime. Uh, Why does Showtime want wrestling so bad now, by the way? Because nobody gives a shit about boxing anymore. Mm, that's true. That's, that's got to be it. Um, I I don't know, man. Showtime's one of those channels where, like, even if you even if you get on, this is why I was glad AEW didn't end up on it. It's one of those paid like premium channels, like fucking HBO. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's cool that you get a TV deal and it might pay all right, but you're not getting the exposure, so you're not getting the secondary like sales for merch and stuff like that. You're not getting Ads. like gate, yeah, yeah, no gate, no ad revenue. So I mean, it's a big deal because I'm sure the whatever contract they have for them is you know worth it compared to what they have now, which is nothing in the American market as far as I know. Um, I don't. Uh, it's, it would be a bigger deal if it was like an actual cable network, but yeah, I mean, it's still a big deal for them. Um, CM Punk and fans will be pleased as WWE ice cream bars are back, sort of. They don't have the chocolate side, and they're square without a stick instead of oval with a stick, but still, they're ice cream sandwiches with wrestler images on them. Big deal or nah. Also, this they're supposed the, to release this, in February, just so you know. This is the CM Punk story you, you went with and not the sucking bug-covered money dicks and well, Saudi Arabia he, story? He deleted that tweet, so I don't know. 
Also, can we really blame? Can, <laughs> by the way, by the way, as as a huge CM Punk fan, Mark, whatever mm. you want to call me, are we really to just blame the Miz for taking Saudi Arabia money? Like, why are we just honing in on him for taking? "Quote unquote blood money," like like it was the Miz's idea to have a show in Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's what they come came across as. Like, really, your friends took it too, buddy. Just so you yeah. know. Um, it did seem a little bit weird to single him out for the Saudi Arabia thing. It seemed a little bit, a lot of it, like an overreaction to what was being said in the first place because it wasn't that fucking serious. It was almost like it wasn't even him at first. I was like, there ain't no way he said that. Like he got hacked because that's some dumb shit. Like it was that off the wall for. For somebody that's got a bad attitude a lot of times and, like, goes back at fans all the time, he's never said no shit like that. So it was kind of weird that it came out. Go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi, you fucking dork. Yeah. I Man, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just random, though. It was so random. Yeah. Like... Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's... You can't call out one person for the Saudi thing and not call out fucking... Kofi Kingston, your buddy, that did it. it. Yeah, everybody, literally everybody on the roster you like except for Kevin Owens. And he only doesn't go because Sammy don't go. Yep. And Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan doesn't go, yeah. And John Cena. And John Cena. That's yep. it. Yep. Everybody else is like, fuck yeah, give me that fucking fat Saudi Arabia money. Yep. And you know what? I would be too. I try not to watch the shows. I cancel my network subscription over it. But if somebody was to tell me, hey, I'll give you fucking – you'll get a million dollars to go wrestle one match in this hot-ass weather, I'll manage. I'll live. Maybe I'll donate to a fucking – Yeah, uh, Muhammad uh, Ali. Yeah. Ali I'll, does it. Yeah. Ali, Ali donates all his, though. It's, <clears throat> yeah, so, Ali, well, Ali donates his, all of his Saudi Arabia money, yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, He's I He's done it do to that. two different charities, <laughs> I believe, so far. Yeah, one was like a water charity and one was something else. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's cool. I like Ali. He's a good dude. Um, I follow him on Twitter. He's always posting. Like, people just say the dumbest shit that you can imagine to oh, him. Yeah, I know. I saw some bullshit about him, like the 3-2-1 like, yeah. countdown because he comes out at number 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I laughed, but I didn't think it was funny enough to fucking like post anywhere. Or, like, it's still kind of fucked up, but I did laugh a little bit. But like, to think that it was something that you should tweet at him. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I mean, well, somebody actually snitched on the person that did it. He didn't actually tweet it at Ali. Somebody <laughs> snitched it, and then then Ali responded. Like, yes, we all get the joke. Like, it's funny. It's gallows humor. But also, at a certain point, man. Yeah, it's 2020 type deal. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, okay, and then finally, of course, we have the big news of the oh, week. Oh, I didn't even answer about the ice cream sandwiches, bro. You oh, yeah, big deal. I mean, I think Nobody a gives a shit about ice cream sandwiches this winter. Hey, I'm getting them. I promise you. I got ice cream sandwiches in the motherfucking freezer right now, buddy. You live in Mississippi, dude. It's still 90 fucking degrees down there. Not at night. All right, so... <laughs> No, a night um, sharp with the mosquitoes. 64 degrees. It's freezing out here. <laughs> Turn on the heat. If I ever go anywhere else, it's going to be somewhere colder, not somewhere fucking hotter. Um, I'm getting them as soon as I see those motherfuckers. They'll probably be in like, convenience stores instead of like a Walmarts and shit. It's going to be made by Good Humor, uh, and they should be out in February. That's all I know. I don't know the price points or anything like that. But who cares? It's your ice cream sandwiches. If you can't afford them, then... I you got other problems. Six dollars. You got other problems on your hands. But uh, I did see that Roman Reigns was a picture of one. Becky Lynch, 
uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. They had the old school image of him back up there. I don't know how many they're going to go with. I remember the old WWE ice cream bars. They had fucking everybody had one. It was awesome because you never knew who the fuck you were going to get. I hope they get up to that. Like, I wouldn't mind fucking opening up one and I got fucking Kurt Hawkins on there. I don't care. That'd be cool as fuck to me. Like, you're on a fucking ice cream bar. That's cool as shit. I don't want to just see the main guys, you know? And, you know, if you tag him on Twitter, he'll reply. Eh, maybe. Never know. He'll probably tag it before we do. He'll probably see that he had one already like, when they get when they get action figures and stuff. I mean, it's for for a wrestler that would literally be up there for like when you get your first action figure. Like I'm on a fucking ice cream bar. That's badass. I think that's cool. I like their action figures podcast. You listen to it ever? Uh, I have heard it. Um, when I when I used to work at the other job in North Carolina, um, when I used to uh, go up for lunch and do cardio and stuff, whatever. Uh, I would put on podcasts and stuff instead of music sometimes, um, and there was their podcast was one that I would listen to, and yes, it is fucking hilarious, and I love the fact that uh, Chelsea Green, who is Zack Ryder's uh, fiance, um, like, is like not totally a hundred percent for it, but she understands it and lets him have all these rooms and shit for his action figures. Like that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the shit that they get into, man, they they like they're hardcore. Yeah. Like super fucking hardcore. It's fucking crazy. They have videos occasionally too, and I yeah. watch them. Uh, I watch them go buy the, like the two times size models that they use for the ones that we had. Yeah. Um. So it was like showing you how the paint would be or what. Like it was for the manufacturing process, and yeah. they're pretty hard to find. And fucking like they would do like, and they would always talk about mint and then open. So they got like a whole fucking room of just open ones, and they got their mint ones. Right. Like, so they're always buying two or three of that kind when they come out, not just one. So I mean, it's fucking insane. I wish I yeah. had that kind of. I wish I had that kind of money. By the way, update to everybody because we mentioned it on the show like a couple of months ago, right? It was me and you that had talked about it. Um, during one of the pay per views for WWE, they announced the He Man WWE figures, and I said I was going to get them, right? And you laughed. Well, I got all four of them, bitches. They came in in a case. They came in in a case at Walmart. And uh, I opened them up to see because you know when you get the cases like that, they're not always you're not guaranteed to have them all in there. You'll have a duplicate, and then you gotta fucking chase one around, trying to figure out where it is. But they literally had one of each of the four. So Finn Balor was in there as a vigilante or some shit, or no, Sting was. Sting was the vigilante. But anyway, Ultimate Warrior was basically He Man and Triple H's Skeletor, and then you had Sting and Finn Balor as well. Um, so they had all four, so I just took the whole fucking box up to the register, and I bought all four of them. I got them sitting in the garage right now. I'm fucking super excited that I got them because they awesome. are going to be worth a lot of money uh, later on. The fucking Ninja Turtle ones and the Ghostbuster ones, you try to find those motherfuckers on Amazon or anything right now, it's insane. Insane. I've got two of the Ghostbusters. I think I've got four of the Turtles. They had a second series of Turtles come out, but I don't think I ever got them. I can't – I don't remember because I've got so many fucking action figures. It's ridiculous. Um hmm. I did get all the series one, and the only two Ghostbusters I ended up getting was The Rock and Austin. I got them on clearance, and then when I went to go try to get the rest of them, which I think is Undertaker and Cena, and maybe one other person, when I went to go look it up, the prices were fucking outrageous. I was like, no thank you. So maybe one day, but not anytime soon. I mean, I'm talking – I bought them for like $11 a piece or some shit on clearance or $9 or some weird shit, and I went to go look up Undertaker, and he was already like fucking $50. Hmm. Um, let me see. I'll actually look it up right now. Uh, well, Amazon. depends on how long they depends on how long the run of them is, whether or not they'll shoot up in value anytime soon. But also, either way, I mean, it's all based off of who wants it, so it doesn't really matter. 
it's like everything that people collect. Um, you figured 20 years from now when that shit's impossible to find. Yeah. That's when it'll be like, oh, shit, you got the He-Man fucking WWE figures? I remember Sting. Shame he died in 2013. Okay, so yes, you can get all five of them in a set right now for $200. How much you pay? How much would I pay or how much did how I How much did you pay? I didn't pay anything because I don't have all five. I only have Austin and oh. The Rock. Um, the other ones are John Cena's another Ghostbuster. Um, Shawn Michaels is the other Ghostbuster. So Shawn Michaels, Cena, Rock, and Austin are the Ghostbusters. And then Undertaker is like the bad guy, the ghost. With a green title and everything. Oh, that's so badass. I wish I would have known that. I probably would have done it. But no, I'm not paying $200 for all five. Not when I already have two as well, you know? But it is cool right. that they have the whole setup there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I occasionally... I've got some old school figures. Like, I have TNA's... TNA um, Series 1 mm. action figures, okay? So I've got fucking uh, Raven, um, AJ Styles, Chris Sabin, and I don't remember who the fourth person was. TNA Action Figures Series 1. Let's see how much those are worth. Uh, the AJ Styles one's worth a little bit. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> um, it's like a rookie card. Yeah, basically. Um, AJ Styles. I don't remember if it's the one in the black with the ladder or the one with the blue on the table. I want to say it's the blue one for 49 that's on Amazon, but I'm not positive on that, so don't quote me. Jeff Jarrett might be the other one. He's 55. But that one's signed. The, the one of the yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I've got oh, and I got Rhino too. I think he was part of the first set. I've got like I don't remember. I I want to say I've got like four or five of them. Dad got them for me actually, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I got I mean I got some fucking I got like a Shawn Michaels Elite and a Macho Man Elite like figures that are worth like fucking some serious money. I've got a bunch of Ultimate Warrior ones put away that are worth tons of money. I've got some Crispin Wall ones that I'm sure are worth something. Ugh. Not for the right reasons, obviously, but they're worth something, and I have them. I have at least two Crispin Wall figures that I know of. Um, I don't know. I, I, I got. I I'm in the action figure game. I haven't been in it in a while, but when special stuff like the He Man or the Ninja Turtles and stuff come out, I'll I'll get it. Um, like I got the zombie ones, and I got the uh, the monster ones. Um, so stuff like that I'm into, but like as far as like all these fucking series and shit that comes out, like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder talked about, no, there's no way. I don't have the money for that shit, but I will get the special ones because I know for a fact that they will be worth something uh, down the line. The other ones you don't, you never know. So it's not like back in the day when we only had the fucking Hasbro ones and then the, like the wooden weird ones for WCW and that was it, you know. Like now there's yeah. like all these different series and different styles and all this shit and it's hard to keep up with that kind of stuff. But good for them. I do like their podcast. It's really good. It, I think it makes it better because one, they're wrestlers, and two, they know what they're talking about. So, uh, and then okay, so now we're good. No big deal on the ice cream bars. Would you think? I mean, yeah. if you were a wrestler, it would be pretty cool to see yourself on an ice cream bar, though, right? That's pretty cool. I mean, guess if I were anybody. Also, also if they, I mean, think about how much they pushed it last time on TV all the time around like WWF superstars and shit. Like, so I mean, I think that helped made it made it a bigger deal than what it actually is. So I think it's a big deal that they're bringing it back. Um, they better have CM Punk on one. I know that for a fucking fact. Uh, Tessa Blanchard did not speak at Impact Media Day for uh, 
the pay-per-view tonight after being accused of racism and bullying after her recent tweet garnered a ton of feedback almost immediately. Big deal or nah? Also, do you think this changes anything in the plans for tonight's outcome between her and Sammy Callahan? Um, I mean, he clearly already changed media day. Yeah, we like, both know that's why. Yeah, we both know that's why. So yeah, um, she didn't bite her lip or something and had to pull out. It it might have changed it, man. They might have. Uh, it's a bad look. Um, maybe they're thinking that not enough people are aware of it, so maybe it won't matter. Mm. But I think that's a bad guess to make. I think there's less people that knew that Impact had a pay-per-view tonight until this break broke out that's true too <laughs> until this broke out and now you got more eyes on you to see what the fuck you're about to do with this chick that is being blasted all over fucking social media at the moment um here's the thing uh i think big swole said it the best out of everybody honestly um although i do love allison k and she fucking called her out super fucking fast um but and a lot of people uh jumped on the bandwagon obviously chelsea green um uh, oh my god, now I'm going blank, of course. Um, Chelsea Green, Allison K, Big Swole said something about it. Um, god damn it, man. I just I just went blank. I mean, I know there's a couple people that supported her, like Kira Hogan and Moose, but Moose, shut the fuck up. Like, nobody's listening to you. Um, who else came out about it? There was a few chicks, like high-profile chicks. Uh... That said, they were oh Priscilla Kelly, which is uh, Darby Allen's girl. Um, yeah. She came out about uh, Tessa bullying her as well. Um, but obviously, the big thing is with uh, La Rosa uh, because that's the one that she allegedly spit on and called the N word. Um, but people that are I mean, she already to, got yeah, go she ahead. already got removed from a booking too. No, I don't doubt it. Um, yeah, she was supposed to wrestle at um, Heavy Metal Wrestling on the 24th and got uh, got removed from it, and they specifically said it was because of that. So Yeah. Um, this day's in a good look, and I'm I'm still waiting on – I mean, they're probably already out there. I'm not really going to go fishing for these people because I because when I find them, if I do come across you, I will block you. If anybody says she can't be racist because she dated Ricochet or she can't be racist because she's married or engaged to Daga, I will block the fuck out of you. I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah, no, if you've ever met racist people, they've always got a few that they consider good ones. Yeah. It's without without fucking fail every time. And it's like, oh, well, no, he's one of the good ones, but I don't like all them other ones. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. It's, uh, that will get you blocked different, from me. Different races don't exist as a monolith. There are no them. Yeah, and and then, of course, like, then you have people out there like Moose who doesn't realize that he's one of those, uh, and then he's, like, defending <laughs> her blindly. Like, I mean, that, am I not wrong? I mean, that's no, pretty much, right. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much what's going on. Just because you've worked with her and she hasn't said anything to you directly or she maybe she's changed since 2017 when this apparently took place. Yeah, but that doesn't change the fact that it happened. She hasn't said anything. Nobody else said anything. Alyssa, uh, Allison Kay said why she didn't say anything, and she also said why she came out and said it now. And Moose is trying to blame it on the fact that 
it was the time. Oh, the timing of this. You, you, you're all jealous, bitches. Okay, well, Allison K is the NWA Women's Champion, and they have a weekly show that everybody's talking about every week because of their throwback looking shit. The other person is fucking Chelsea Green, who just debuted on fucking Raw the last two weeks and has been on main event and is married to fucking Zack Ryder and has a fucking WWE contract. So what exactly do they have to gain as far as the timing goes for an Impact fucking world title match on a pay-per-view that nobody knew about until today? So that aside, right, because Moose doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's just talking out of his ass. The fucking timing of the tweet is Tessa Blanchard's fault because of what she said in her fucking tweet. If she would have never pressed send, bro, none of this would have ever happened. She pressed that. She wrote that out to support women. Good things happen when you support women. Go figure. Or whatever the fuck it was. The I don't know the quote-unquote tweet, but I did see it, obviously. Uh, when she tweeted that out, it struck a nerve with all those people that she fucked over in some way or another or bullied or was a racist against. And then... Allison Kay was like, okay, chick, can I please say something? And LaRosa said, yeah, go for it. And she fucking clapped back, and then it blew the fuck up. It was Tessa's fault of, uh, for the timing purposes, Moose, so clearly you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And now it probably damaged Tessa's uh, chance to win the world title from Impact Tonight, which I actually believe they probably would have gone with. At least for a short time, anyway. Yeah. Especially if they uh, want to try to keep her to stay with Impact, because you know, last week, might. last week it was all about where's Tessa going because her time with Impact is coming up. Well, I promise you, she ain't going to fucking WWE or AEW anytime soon. Now, they don't want that on them. Yeah, I AEW definitely not that. Uh, first of all, I mean, AEW side of things. One, you have Big Soul in your company. Two, uh, yeah. Two, you have a bunch of fucking uh, different races and uh, ethnic backgrounds in AEW. Got fucking Riho, uh, Chris Atlander, Brandy Rhodes definitely ain't going to fucking put up with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you definitely can't have that in AEW. You definitely can't. I mean, and I'm not trying to slight WWE. They got it too. They have it over there. They got Asuka, Kyrie Sane. They've got Naomi. Do you think Naomi's going to put up with that kind of shit? Naomi will beat the shit out of somebody. They got fucking people on both sides of the roster that are very diverse, and then this comes out at the worst fucking possible time, and it's all on Tessa. It's all on Tessa. One, because she did it in 2017. Two, then she made that stupid tweet about it, or not about it, but you know what I'm saying, like, leading towards it. Like, you just, it's almost like she wanted somebody to bring it up. It was so weird. Like, why would you tweet that out after all the shit that is coming out now that you've done to people? Well, I think, I think the original tweet was people bitching about her having a men's title or whatever and maybe she got some word that people were talking behind her back or whatever but there, there had to be a reason that people were talking behind her back to begin with i was i mean she's she's not had a great reputation no no for, bad attitude is for a been while yeah. her for a while yes yeah that's so, why they said I mean, a lot of people said that's why she didn't get hired on the nxt to begin with a lot of people said that's why she's got to fucking wrestle men because the women don't want to work with her anymore so who knows um I can see, but yeah, I, I mean, it. during the I could see that as a possibility. The, the story I've heard, and I have zero corroboration on this, so don't don't take it too to heart. But the when she was in the Mae Young Classic, what I heard was that she was giving information to Dave Meltzer about shit backstage, um, and then Stephanie and Regal had to go have a talk with her about it, and she was just like a total fucking bitch the whole time. 
and like was acting like she wasn't doing anything wrong, whatever. And then that's why she got eliminated so early because they were just like, all right, bitch, fuck you. Like you're out. So I would love to see. Okay, there's a couple people I want to hear from that we haven't heard from yet, and that's like Jordan Grace and Taya on the women's roster because they're getting pushed as far as like title contenders and title holders, obviously, of the Impact Women's Division. I would like to hear their thoughts on Tessa. And I would also like to hear uh, Regal and Stephanie McMahon or just anybody in WWE that came across her. Ricochet, maybe. You know, that might be... That might fucking shed some light on some shit, too. Um, Ricochet seems like a very positive guy, so it doesn't shock me now in hindsight that they're no longer together and that he's with somebody like Katie Cannonzaro, who's like super peppy and uh, always positive as well. So now that you look at it, it's like, yeah, uh, Ricochet and, T- and um, Tessa looked good together and they looked like the perfect couple, but behind the scenes, man, that shit probably was like arguing a hundred fucking percent of the time, right? I mean, they're com- two completely different fucking people. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of shit going on at, <laughs> at a very bad time for her. Like this is like but, this is like getting injured. You're the Heisman winner, and you're yeah. just like getting injured right before you go to fucking the, number one in the, the draft. This is the Finn Balor shoulder injury. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> except yeah. except on a bigger scale, actually. Because I mean, it's it's more similar to the Lars Sullivan shit. Like he was about to get a big push, maybe. Don't really know, but maybe he was in position to. A couple times. And then yeah. some personal shit comes out, and then he's just fucked. Everybody's like, hey, I don't know about that push. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's her own fault. Stop being a piece of shit. Yeah, she got. I mean, she's, she's, a, she's a really good wrestler, but you know. Yeah, and that's coming from a guy that's been high on her for a long time over here. Ryan is in love with Tessa Blanchard as far as uh, wrestling ability, of course. Um, yeah, and she's she's one of the uh, one of if not the best, like as Western women anyway, around. But I mean, it don't matter how good you are. I, I don't give a shit if Hulk Hogan was Kenny Omega. In the ring. Yeah. It, as soon as he said all this shit, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I don't give a shit about you anymore. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that are saying that she needs... Okay, oh, and one more thing about this before we go, because I I really want to spend a lot of time on this, but like I said, we got a lot of show. Um, and of course, we already know, we don't want to throw everything out on the table and everything. We all want to wait and see what happens, because more shit is likely to come out this next week, um, especially depending on what happens tonight, of course. Um, but there's a couple things I want to get to. One... Um, Tessa, I think, dug her own grave even more so when she replied to Chelsea Green, but not other people. Uh, well, she did say that the one thing didn't happen, not true, whatever. But like eight but, people said it did, and they said yeah, they were there. Not, so not plus the person that it actually happened to yeah. wasn't even part of this conversation until she came in and corroborated. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that so, story. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. And and that's somebody that has no reason to lie about it. Like they're not fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's and then of course law yeah. of oh, common sense. Speaking here. of, so big swole. Is the one that brought them together, basically to to squash the beef, right? That's what Big Swole said. I don't know if you read her tweets on it. Did you read her tweets on it? She has like three or four tweets and a thread about it. Um, so Big Swole is actually the one that told Tessa to, or not, I mean not told. I don't know who she went to first, but she basically had La Rosa and Tessa squash the beef because that was like that was obviously one. It was a fucked up thing to do. Two. Uh, I guess she was like, I mean, basically everybody was saying uh, Big Swole was brought up when she was trained to be a locker room leader. So I guess maybe that's what she was doing. I don't know. But all these different things are coming into play here. But she has like a little list of the story behind it. 
And basically, Big Swole is saying that uh, Tessa's not that same person anymore or whatever. Not she wasn't really defending her, but she was like, I don't have a problem with her based off of what happened in 2017 because that was already squashed. Now, La Rosa hasn't said anything about Big Swole's uh, thing last I checked, so I don't know. But I do believe that her just responding to Chelsea Green and then just saying not true to Allison Kay's thing when everybody else said it was true didn't make her look better when Priscilla Kelly is coming out at you. Uh, Isla Dawn from fucking uh, mm. the UK came out and said that you were bullying her. Uh, Shanna from fucking AEW said that you were bullying her. Uh, just just not a good person backstage. Uh, bad attitude all the time, all this other shit. Like, so you, you specifically called out Chelsea Green and said, I've been nothing but kind to you, but then you just ignored everybody else that came after you. So we all know that you're a bitch, basically. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's a certain point where there's enough corroborating evidence from un, like parties that have no fucking skin in the game yeah. to say something inaccurate. Like none of those people are like, oh well, maybe if she gets fired, I could take her spot and imp-. like this. There's no motivation to lie about anything. Yeah, of I it. mean, I really didn't get Tessa's um, and, the, and and the end tweet of Tessa's response to Chelsea Green. Kind of gave you a glimmer into what kind of person she is when she said she was just chasing clout. She has more clout than you right now. She's on NXT and WWE Raw, which have fucking way more viewers than Impact every week. Yeah. Like, what does she have to gain out of fucking coming after you? You know what I'm saying? Like, like what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, Tyler Bate. Okada's subtweeting me. Stop trying to chase clout, Okada. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's so, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you got that completely backwards. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, all right. So that's that. Unless you want to say anything else about it, or you just want to wait to see if more shit comes out. I mean, I'm sure more shit will. I, I, I'm more curious to see how Impact plays it. Yeah. Um, because they could just go full fucking heel with it and be like, look, we're gonna let her win anyway because it's gonna draw more attention to our shit. Good attention, bad attention. That's all attention. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to go with it either tonight, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, speaking of... You know, that's exactly what they would have done 10 years ago. Speaking of Impact and tonight's pay-per-view, hard-to-kill pay-per-view predictions. We're going to go through them real fast because uh, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. We're going to go Madman Fulton versus Ken Shamrock. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm actually going to go Ken Shamrock here. Yeah, they got to give Ken Shamrock a win eventually, because otherwise, what's the point of yeah, having him? How are you going to build up he's anybody? Gotta else? Yeah, kind of, exactly. He's got to have some kind of credibility. Uh, Moose versus Rhino. I'm going to go Rhino because Moose pissed me off with his dumbass tweet. Yeah, he pissed me off with his dumbass tweet too, but I think they're going to give him the win over over Rhino. Okay, I'll give you the. Okay, I'll give you the money sign. RVD versus Brian Cage. Now this is a hard one for me because they've been pushing the shit out of RVD. But but Brian Cage was just the fucking champion I, like not, not that yeah. long ago. Uh, Bound for Glory, yeah. right? When yeah. he lost it, did he lose it at Bound for Glory though, or did he lose it after that? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But yes, I get what you're saying. Yes, he wasn't the champion. Yeah, that long ago. I'm gonna go Brian Cage. I like Brian Cage. I understand what they're doing with RVD, and I really do like the way that they're booking him. But I just don't know. The thing is, his his whole shtick right now, a loss doesn't hurt yeah. him. Like he could still just keep doing the same schmarmy fucking like. I'm better than you. I'm a legend. Fucking, I invented all the flippy shit that y'all all do now. I got my two hot girlfriends. I don't give a fuck about y'all. Like, he can still do that with a loss to Brian Cage. He's, That's fine. He, RVD's living the life right now. I'm just, dude. RVD is killing RVD it. RVD is like the new Hugh Hefner. He's the Hugh Hefner of wrestling. 
and he's still got it as far as wrestling. Like he's up there with Jericho as far as still having it in the ring too. Everybody knocks on him because he's he's a little bit chunky. He's slowed down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, he's slowed down, but, but he's still yeah, but he's, he's still he's fucking so fluid as fuck in the ring. He doesn't be he don't he's not fucking up. He's he's about as solid as Jericho. All right, Michael Elgin versus Eddie Edwards. I'm gonna go Elgin. I'm gonna go Elgin too. So you went you went Brian Cage too, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the North, who are the tag team champions, will be defending against Willie Mack and Rich Swan, not on Tessa's watch. Uh, let's yeah. see. I'm gonna watch out for them spits. I think somewhat some. I think a championship has to change hands. I don't know if it's gonna be this one though. I'm gonna go the North actually. Um. Yeah, I don't think this is the one that changes either. Um. Uh, I will also say that the North wins this. I think the Knockouts Championship changes. Same. Um, I'm gonna go Ace Austin over Trey. Um, for the X Division. X Division. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'll just pick Ace Austin too. And I'm gonna go Jordan Grace in the Women's Triple Threat against Taya Valkyrie, who's the champion, and ODB. Hmm. I I can see them. I can see them giving it to ODB. Uh, the thing about her, though, is like she's definitely either there to take the pin or to win it, like through a surprise. But I don't think she's anybody's first pick. Um, fuck. Jordan Grace makes the most sense. They have been pushing her a lot lately. Had her in that whole fucking Steiner angle yeah, too. Yeah, has, has, um, has had the title for a while now. Yeah, she's got to do. They got to change up that division, and they can't have everybody retain. Um, yeah, Jordan Grace makes makes sense to me too. And I'm gonna go Sammy Callahan because of yesterday. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they they go the I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. This is our booking. This is what it was. Good attention is still attention. Bad attention is still attention. Um, I, I'll say Tessa Blanchard. I think they've been building to it too long to not pull the trigger on it, regardless of the old shit. It kind of messes up the whole arc all the way up till that, and then also. They're they're not gonna I I don't think they throw away the historical significance of the first ever in wrestling women's champion of a men's typically men's world title. Yeah, you think they so you think they're gonna pull the WCW route and just pull a Ron Simmons and just give it the title just so they can say that we were the first type deal? Yeah, got you. I yep. got you. One hundred percent. And it it makes sense from a they need the attention point of view. Yeah. You'll give them a think media, but now you're going to get media for the wrong reasons as well, though. If you know you understand that, right? Yeah. I and do, I also um, you also understand that they could just wait down the line and give that because to, to some other girl Jordan that they Grace. Yep. Yes, Jordan Grace can fight they men, could. so Jordan Grace could do it, and uh, she doesn't have a history of fucking all that crazy. Uh, shit. She, not that bad, but people have called out some questionable shit that she's done. Yeah. Yep. Um, I believe her fiance is also uh, African American. Oh, how does that happen? Um, but anyway, uh, I actually like Jordan Grace a lot. Obviously, um, I believe I picked her for my when we did our Mount Rushmore for our picks for each uh, company. For yeah. For um, yeah. And you picked Tessa the racist bitch. I picked Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> Let me get Tessa Blanchard, Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> uh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, and, uh, Booker T. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on now. He did it like three got, times, dude. He, he gets, did it three he times. He just got a pass. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're going to take... ACH. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right, anyway. 
Anyway, uh, take our last break right quick. When we get back, I got a random fandom fact of the week for you, and I will do our top five matches of the week as well. But first, I have to tell you guys about this sweet website called Sleefs.com. Sleefs designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleeves carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults. And now it just got even better because you can use the promo code MONSTER40, that's MONSTER40 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-40, you'll get 40% off your order. So go to Sleeves.com, that's S-L-E-E-F-S.com, for your active wear accessories now and use my promo code MNSTR40 for 40% off your order now and get in your game. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Monster Cast. I'm your host Jack Dahl Jr. I'm here with Ryan Dahl as well and we're going into the random fandom fact of the week and this week's random fandom fact is about Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake the Snake Roberts never held a title in WWF slash E. Um, it's pretty hard to believe Roberts was a staple of the WWE throughout the 80s and 90s. But the timing just never seemed to be right to give him a run with any title. The Snake must have just come along at the wrong time, though, because titles get passed around like hot potatoes today. I believe if Roberts had come around about 20 or 30 years later than he did, I could see his resume reading something like this. Five WWE Championships, seven World Heavyweight Championships, 32 Intercontinental Titles, etc. Um, What do you think about that? Do you think that Jake the Snake was robbed of never having a run with any given title or do you think he's one of those characters that really never needed it um i mean I not mean, even clearly, intercontinental really i, I, not I think you could make the argument he didn't need it since he still as big a name as he as he is yes i don't think uh, okay I, I i get what you're saying because i could see that let's say jake the snake roberts had one intercontinental title run right and then he lost it after like you know a year or whatever. I don't know how long he would have had it, but um, I know he was. I think he had fought against uh, Honky Tonk Man and lost for the title one time, or Rick Rude or somebody. He fought somebody for the Intercontinental Title in a match and lost. But anyway, or maybe it was Rick Martell. I can't remember. One of those guys. But yes, if he would have had one title reign and he lost it, we're not sitting here thinking he's in a whole upper echelon of where he currently is. I agree with you. But isn't it still nice to have the accolade though? Yeah, I mean, but how often do you really want the to The Godfather out... had the fucking title. Okay, so I'm just saying. I know, but at a certain – so here's I, – I was having this conversation the other day too because somebody was like, oh, like why doesn't um, – they were talking about somebody getting the um, the IWGP, like um, Goto. I think they were talking about Goto. Like, oh, why has Goto never been IWGP champion? Like he's so solid. Like he's always having good matches. Um and then I I sort of – I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, you know, the IWGP title, at least within the last 10 years or so, the way that they've been booking it, they they don't give out gift runs. Yeah. They don't give out, like, thank you for your service, like, here's here's a title. And that's what keeps the prestige attached to it. Um, so just – like, Suzuki's never been IWGP champion. Goto's never been. Ishii's never been. They're all really good fucking wrestlers. Ishii had some of the best matches in the G1 last year. Um, it's just, that's not how they do it. And it keeps the title important. Yeah. So whenever, whenever somebody's like, oh, this guy should have won the title. Like in some cases I see it, like 
if there was an opportunity for it in the booking and it made sense, like there were a couple times I think Mr. Perfect could have could have won it, the world title. Um, but I can make the case that Mr. Perfect would be viewed as a higher star if he would have won the world title a couple times more than Jake the Snake winning the Intercontinental title once. He'd still be where he is currently. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Mr. Perfect, everybody's like, he was fucking robbed, and rightfully so, of being a world champion. If he had won the world title a couple times, like maybe beat Ric Flair for it instead of Bret Hart, or beat uh, Hogan for it um, instead of Warrior, or beat Warrior for fucking the title instead of Sergeant Slaughter, he had chances. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, he had his moments where he could have got in there. It's Rick Rude, too, honestly. I mean, I know Rick Rude wasn't as good in the ring or on the mic, but. He was still a solid wrestler and super fucking over as a heel. He definitely could have had at least one world title run. But yes, those two guys with a world title run would have been added into a whole different level of uh, wrestler, more so than uh, Jake the Snake with an Intercontinental title run. I just threw the Intercontinental title in there because really, Jake the Snake, with how good his character was and how over he was, he didn't even get an Intercontinental title run. At least fucking Mr. Perfect and Rick Rude got that. Yeah. Um, and Jake the Snake yeah. was over as a heel and face big time, not just one. Mr. Mm-hmm. Perfect was over as a face, but not even close to as much as he was as a as a heel. I mean, I really liked him as both. And then Rick Rude was only heel, of course. He was never a face. Uh, but yeah, Jake the Snake did it on both sides and still couldn't get a fucking title. That's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It just – it doesn't it, – it used to bother me more. Like, oh, like some of these guys definitely should have had belts at some point. But the more I think about it, it's just like if you give – if you give everybody a belt that's good, then the belt doesn't mean as much anymore. And I, I went and I went to go and try to I was trying to prove that WWE doesn't do this. But the more I looked into it, the last ten years, aside from Jinder Mahal and arguably Kofi Kingston, because that really was kind of like a thank you for my service kind of run, um they haven't really booked the WWE title on anybody except for top guys in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's been Lesnar, Ambrose, Lesnar. Reigns, Rollins. <laughs> yeah, that's partly because of Lesnar. And AJ Styles. Well, so, Finn yeah. Balor had it for a day. Yeah. So well, no, then uh, got... KO had it, and then Goldberg had it. No, you're talking, you're talking about the Universal. Oh, okay. So I'm gotcha. talking just about the WWE. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, just the WWE title, it was like Reigns, Rollins, Ambrose, um, Lesnar, um, AJ Styles, there was the Jinder Mahal fucking fluke run. I think Randy Orton had it for a little bit in there, maybe. Like, he was all top guys. So, they've been, uh, I, I went into that expecting to see a bunch of, because in my mind, all I ever fucking remember is, <laughs> I can't fucking title to Jinder Mahal. But, like, within <laughs> the last 10 years, aside from Jinder Mahal, it's only been top dudes. Yeah. So. Okay. And and only being top dudes, right? You could have done that in the Hogan era too, and Hogan would have never lost anything that he had. In fact, Hogan probably would have broke Ric Flair's record before he fucking it was all said and done. Anyway, if they would have actually had him drop the title to right. more than just Undertaker but, and fucking Ultimate Warrior. But my point is, only having him drop it to Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior and, and stuff like that. That even though I fucking hate Ultimate Warrior, I don't think he's a good wrestler at all. Um. Speaking of Ultimate Warrior, let's let's backtrack on this. Let's let's talk about Ultimate Warrior for a minute. You know the shit that Ultimate Warrior has said about all kinds of shit. Yeah, gay people, all kinds of stuff. Right. So, where does he get his pass from with you? Uh, he got his pass because he changed in later on in life. Like that was when he was still fucking just a just a dick, basically. I mean, I I've never said he was a good person inside. Uh, 
or anything like that, but he did change later on in life. Maybe the kids changed him. I don't fucking know, but he definitely changed his whole stance on a lot of stuff later on. So if you learn from your mistakes, dude, I'll give you a pass. Like, everybody deserves a second chance. Like, if Tessa comes out and owns it, like, I'm not going to, like, push her down as nearly as much as what I'm doing right now. But to do what she did to act like she's a fucking perfect saint when talk about some girls should support girls or whatever and this is what happens when they do uh, and then you get all this backlash because you're fucking hiding some shit that you didn't want nobody to know about because you're bullying bullying people to keep quiet about it and now it's all coming at you at the worst possible time it makes you look like a fucking bitch we already knew fucking ultimate warrior shit out there it was already public as soon as it happened but he changed mm -hmm. he changed later on in life I, well, it's hard I'm for him not to come out when he's Posting on YouTube and yeah, doing yeah, public yeah. speaking no. events with it. Yeah, no, but, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But, but I mean, <clears> he was called out on it. He fucking revisited the shit later on, and he changed his mind, and it's whatever. Yeah, did he fucking make mistakes? Yeah, of course he did. A fucking uh, shit like that. Uh, it's hard to go case by case basis, but especially since we live in a world now where if he if he would have done that like when he was back in WWE, he would have been fucked. Right, but but social media in wrestling at the time when he was doing those things on YouTube wasn't nearly as prevalent as it is now. So, like with the Tessa thing right now, she and yesterday what she should have done was own the shit, hit up Big Swole's thing, retweeted the shit out of Big Swole's story, said exactly like exactly that, right? Uh, yeah, I fucked up when I was a couple years ago. I've changed, grown, become a better person. We squashed the beef, whatever. It should have no merit on what anybody thinks about me today, uh, and no one should ever do what I did type shit, then yeah, she could have squashed it all yesterday, man, but she made it worse. That's the problem, and that's what her and the fucking Hogan and Lars don't understand. They need to fucking come out and own it. Just own it. You did it. It's not going nowhere. You got too many people against you for it to go anywhere, so just fucking own it, learn from it, change, and get on with your fucking life, and then it won't come back up all the fucking time. That's all we talk about with Lars now because the motherfucker keeps coming out and saying dumb shit or we keep finding more shit on him after the shit that he already said, etc. Hogan sounds like the fucking worst actor in the world every time he tries to talk about it and he just sounds fucking fake. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm so embarrassed, man. I just, I feel so bad, brother. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, because you, you got caught. You, got, you, got, you feel bad you got caught. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you feel that's bad what, about. Yeah, and that's why, I mean, and, and it's almost like... I don't want to go back into a wrestling storyline, but remember when everybody hated Cena and The Rock came back and was telling Cena that everybody hated him because they saw through his fake bullshit? That, I mean, that's pretty much what's going on with the Hogan thing. Like, mm. everybody can see right through you, man. No one's going to believe shit you say. So, I mean, that, I guess that's the difference for me. Um, it's not like I ran out there and be like, oh, yeah, he don't like gays. I don't like gays either. Let me get his tattoo. And I, Everybody knows that's not how I am, so uh, no. Uh, he definitely changed. I mean, remember, if everybody remembers, um, I think I mentioned it on the show before, uh, that I got this tattoo actually like a year before he passed away. So I wouldn't have got it if that's if that was still him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got. Also, I don't. He would. It's he a was, weird position to me to be a fucking roided out, tanned up fucking man in rainbow paint and a speedo and be like, oh, queer and don't make the world work, buddy. You're a goddamn gay icon. Yeah. What are you exactly. About? I mean, he really was, actually, to be honest <laughs> with you. He was, uh, to some extent, he was. He had a lot of gay. And, and there's a lot of gay fans that uh, say that they met him and they told him and stuff and they, that he didn't have a problem with it. Now, he could have just been playing PR because there was a whole long line of people or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, 
But still, like for those people to meet to meet somebody and then they don't have a problem with you at least in person or whatever, uh, that probably changed that person's life too. So there's a lot of people that he affected in a positive way that are gay or whatever you want to say that he um, bashed earlier on in his life. Uh, yeah, but would you would you make the same argument about Hogan? If he did the stuff, I mean, he's show he's showing no signs of trying to change, man. A half-ass apology that everybody in the locker room can see through. Did anybody have a problem with what with Ultimate Warrior when he came back in the back room? I think so. Besides Hogan? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that somebody wasn't thrilled about it if they were even remotely aware of his shit. Like, some people don't let that stuff go. But do you think we don't hear about it because he passed away two days later? Yeah, probably. I think that's, I think that's also why nobody really calls out the, the Warrior Award shit, too. I'm just... He's... But it was Warrior's idea for that though. Yeah, but it's a. It's that's just not another. What that's he just fucking a... said mm. that it was for it all, and then B. I think it's just a weird. I don't know. It's kind of like having a fucking. Uh... Well, you got to remember one of the things that he liked so much was like going to meet children and stuff. That was like one of his like best parts of it. He said that many times. And the old lady that got the award last year because she's in charge of doing all the wishes, she mentioned him in the speech as well. About how how much he liked doing it, and it was like his favorite part of the job, of being a wrestler. So, I think I think the lady that won it last year for the Make a Wish stuff is a person that Ultimate Warrior was talking about should have won the award. Yeah, I mean she does actually work for the company. She is one of the behind the scenes people, and it was one of his favorite parts. And Macho Man's favorite parts too. He said it many times too. He loved uh, visiting the kids and like the uh, the muscular. Uh, what was it dystrophy. called? Dystrophy. Yeah, dystrophy. The thing that Macho Man was like hardcore into that uh, program too. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, Macho Man said some crazy shit too. He's he's not a great person either, but people love him too. Macho Man's shit was mostly domestic. His yeah, his issues were stone cold shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but my point is, everybody has problems. It's the way you come back later on in life to deal with it, or after the fact, if you're going to own it, or if you're just going to move on and change for the better. Like, Macho Man was already married again and was in a great relationship with a, a new lady and was, you know, he was like past all that shit, and he was like trying to become a better person. Like, stuff like that matters as far as when I'm judging a person's character, basically. And Hogan has not shown any of that to me. So how long until we're letting it go for Tess Blanchard? It's been two years since that happened. Uh, it's been two years that, since that happened, but nobody knew about it except for the people involved. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, no, seriously. Uh, so, no, I know. But, but the way she came off yesterday, it's not looking good right now. Yeah, it's not no, looking no, no, good. Just, it's not looking good right being now. Being in denial about it when you've got, like, six people all corroborating it is not. Why didn't she? I mean, she could have easily just pulled the James Gunn route and been like, dude, that was years ago. I've, I'm a different person. You know, stuff like that. I, I was in character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, did, I thought there was cameras rolling. But I, was was... In, I was in character as Tully Blanchard's daughter, okay? Uh, I'm allowed to say the N-word. Yeah, um, but yeah, stuff really? like that. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's going to be super weird if she does get signed with AEW. One, because Big Swole's there, and I don't think there's really any beef between those two, but it, just because Big Swole had said something about it, if Tessa doesn't acknowledge that story. If she does acknowledge the story now, guess what? Then Tessa looks like a liar yesterday because she said not true. Yep. But fucking Big Swole's giving you a whole fucking goddamn story of exactly what happened and how you squashed it. Stop yeah. tweeting. Stop tweeting, Corey Graves, Seth Rollins, Tessa. CM Punk. 
Yeah, no shit. Like, holy fuck. Now, now, I still don't know what the fuck's going on with that, honestly. I don't know if he finally decided to start drinking or what. I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, that, that was so that's, weird. That was, that was a funny thing somebody said. They are like, look, man, we know he doesn't drink or fucking do drugs, so it's not like he was high or drunk when he posted that shit. Yeah. The only other he thing was... you got is somebody hacked my account. That's the only thing you got to fall back on because that's crazy. Uh, uh, AJ had my phone, bro. That was fucking weird, man. All right, so five <laughs> matches of the top five matches of the week right quick. Um... It wasn't a good wrestling week. As far as matches, no. But I do have yeah, five. There's a few. Yeah. All right. My number All five right. is my number five is Undisputed Era versus Gallus and NXT for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mine was a uh, Corbin and Ziggler versus the Usos. I thought it was a good match, even with the the fucky finish. I thought it was a good match. Uh, my number four was Jurassic Express versus Best Friends from AEW. Okay. My number four was the four way NXT main event. Okay. My number. Three was the Rhodes Brothers versus the Lucha Brothers in AEW. Okay. My number three was the Best Friends versus Jurassic Express. My number two was Grimes versus Lee versus Dijakovic versus Priest in NXT. The four my number two was yeah. Cody and Dustin versus the Lucha Brothers. And my number one was Omega and Page versus Omega Private and Party. Omega versus Private Party, yeah. It was, it was a pretty fucking slow week, man. So which one did you not have that I did have? Undisputed Era and Gallus? Yeah. I you didn't think Corbin. that was better than the Corbin match? I mean, it was okay, but I thought that I, – I just – I'm excited to see the Usos back is more what it is. Um, don't like the that, haircuts. Oh, my God. I don't I like the yeah, haircuts. They look so like – well, uh, Jey Uso it's looks like a fucking 12-year-old. Better than fucking – it's better than Juice's haircut and mustache. Everybody hates that shit. Fucking I don't know. Why, why does everybody Mario hate that? Mario-looking shit. Okay, first of all, everybody hates on that, and I get it from an American standpoint, but you know the Japanese crowd is eating that fucking look that up. Man, man. Looks like, <laughs> that man looks like – yeah, because he looks like fucking Hercule from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> It's good shit, man. He didn't want the dreads no more. You can't blame him for that, man. He's had him for a while. No, 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 no. I was fine with him cutting the dreads, but did you see him at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, I walked the whole fucking thing. He looked, he looked like fucking Hercule. Oh shit! Ain't nothing wrong with looking like Hercule. He got a title now to go with it too. Hey, he fought like Hercule too. He's got his fucking ass beat by Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> all right i am you know what i'm gonna go to the mount rushmore i'm gonna do it i only got four it's gonna be a quick one anyway most underrated stars in wwe history i'm i need to get off of this one so we can fucking get to a new one uh booker oh. t had said a few weeks ago that christian is the most underrated star in wwe history um me and ryan were trying to come up with a uh, different uh you know like criteria for what makes that happen um so I think I came up with like I think all my guys are pretty close together. All my guys are former world champions, okay? Um, and we are going most underrated in WWE history. One of them is not a former WWE world champion, but it is a former champion, a former world champion. So we're gonna go with it. I'm going to go with uh, obviously Rob Van Dam, which I mentioned a few weeks ago when we first brought this up. So Rob Van Dam is my number one most underrated star in WWE history. My number two is Kane. My number three is Ricky Steamboat, and my number four is Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark Henry's a good one. Mark Henry, he – everybody remembers the fake retirement angle, but, man, he was doing so much shit in Nation of Domination and then the Hall of Pain stuff. Yeah. Like he – a lot of people don't remember. He's had a, he had a really good run. Um, a lot of injuries. Never, a lot of injuries. Yeah, he, he did get injured a lot. It's, it's hard not to when you're fucking 500 pounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he he was a dude who I never aside from the elimination chamber in 2015 where they just like throw him in last minute. I can't think of off the top of my head one bad match he ever had. Like not one like shitty match. Yeah. 
Maybe versus the big show somewhere might have been a little bit boring or something, but yeah, yeah, like uh, God, that elimination chamber match show. Jesus Christ, you remember that? The one that he was in, I don't remember who else was in it. Do you? Yeah, Ziggler, uh, Barrett, a couple other people, but okay. the whole thing was like it got fucked up because um, he was a he was like a stand-in for somebody else that got injured or some shit. I don't even remember, but. Somebody threw someone else into his pod and it broke it open, and then they didn't know what to do because he could just leave. Yeah, Seamus was in it too. I remember now because um, he could just leave the pod and then like he comes out of the pod and then he doesn't know like this is gonna fuck up the whole booking in the match. Like what do I do? He said they're staring like blankly like, and it was so confusing. And then Seamus uh, had used his cross to like jam together his door, so it like it was part of the storyline yeah but it was so it wasn't going to open when his opened or whatever but then the heels like the commentators didn't mention that at all so it just seemed like the fucking door was busted and not opening so they weren't getting over that it was heel shit um (laughs) so like somebody then busts open his pod accidentally by running them into it i think um and then it gets to the point in the match where nobody knows what the fuck to do because the timing of it is all off at this point. Mark Henry's in when he's not supposed to be in. Somebody else is in when they're not supposed to be in. And Dolph Ziggler literally has to fucking stand in the center of the ring and yell instructions to the ref and to everybody else in the match about what to do. Takes over the whole match and, like, just fucking calls it on the fly. Like, and it's very obvious he's yelling at everybody across the ring what to do. It was a it was a shit show of a match. Yeah. That's the worst match I can I can think of that had Mark Henry in it, but it wasn't his fault. I might go back and watch that just now because you just said all that. I don't I don't recall oh, actually seeing that I've, live for sure. I don't remember. I've I've pretty I'm pretty sure I've seen every Elimination Chamber match. Uh, but I just dude. don't remember that one. Maybe that's why I don't fucking know. I mean, I feel like I would remember that because you know because that's a that's a pretty big deal. But yeah, I got to go back and watch that. Um, and the only other major elimination chamber botches that come to come to mind off the top of my head is Undertaker getting burned by his fucking pyro and. Well, wasn't um, Goldberg in one that fucked up? The one that Shawn Michaels won? Wasn't he in that one, or was he not? I can't remember. Mm, I don't remember. I remember Shawn Michaels won the first one. There was I thought there was one where like Goldberg went through the fucking glass and started bleeding or some shit, and then they ended up changing the fucking glass from the pods um, or something. Dude, it might not have been Goldberg, it could have been anybody, but. When isn't Goldberg bleeding? Yeah, that's true too. Um, so, so you agree with Mark Henry being in the top four? Yeah, absolutely. Rob Van Dam too, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Now um, I have Steamboat in there for a couple reasons. One, because he <laughs> Steamboat gets gets the credit. We're talking about WWE though. Like he won the world title in the NWA from Flair. Yeah. But he never won the world title in WWE. Yeah, but everybody talks about that Steamboat Savage match like it's the fucking holy grail of matches. I, I, wait, whoa, 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 Are you saying that it's not? It's I mean, it's a awesome good match. match. Okay, we got a classic one-on-one match. No other stipulations, nothing else. Yeah, but if you watch match, it, it's just awesome. fucking Randy Savage going outside the ring for like ten minutes. That match is Like, awesome. yeah, it's heel shit, but like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, so it's... watch it in a vacuum, though. Watch the entire show. <laughs> The rest of that show was... Is it better than the rest of the show? No, no, no. Yes. No, no. It's way better than the rest of the show. Like, okay, so the reason I think it gets as much publicity as it does, and rightfully so, is because it changed the game. When people watched it as little kids, they wanted to do that crazy shit that at the time was crazy. Macho Man fucking jumping off the top of the rope to the outside of the floor on top of him, okay, over and over throughout the match. The, they were fast-paced compared to everything else. They were like 120 miles an hour compared to fucking 30 miles an hour. The rest of the show was WWF. 
Macho Man and fucking Ricky Steamboat was AEW at that time. So if you watch the show, just watch it from the beginning to the end. I assure you, you'll understand why that was. Now, if you're just watching it by itself out of out of thin air, then yeah, okay, what's so great about this match? I get that. No problem. It's fucking 2020. It's been a long time. Um, we could obviously clearly sit here and fucking say that Shawn Michaels and Undertaker 1 was the fucking greatest match of all time, right? Or 2. It's definitely in the top, right? You think it's clearly better than Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I would say that. Yeah. And at the time when it happened, was it not considered to be the best, the new best match of of all time? I mean, are you saying that one better has happened since? Because well, Omega Okada. We no, I'm talking about, about WWE. Oh, WWE. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. I, no. <clears throat> no, I think uh, I think Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man matches up there. Um. But since Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, no. I don't think so. Nothing's really stood maybe, out like that. No. Maybe maybe Undertaker, Triple H with Shawn Michaels as the ref? That was a good one, too. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. And that match was crazy. That match was a fucking roller coaster for other reasons. Also, it's not what yeah. I said. It did have extra shit in it, like the special referee and Hell in a Cell. But one-on-one matches um, in WWE history, the best ones of all time, Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat is still in the top five for me. Mm. Just strictly one-on-one match. No so then, shit. so then, can he really be considered underrated? Yes, because he only had that and didn't get anything off of it. Macho Man did. So yeah, well, I can't. Who, I can't say that. Who, who won? Well, Ricky Steamboat won that match. No, but I mean, who really won? <laughs> Savage really won. That's my point. <laughs> right. If it was the other way around, Savage would be on the list. So you don't agree with Kane right. then? Uh. Kane, I would I would say Kane's underrated. I would have to give it more thought to 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 figure out if I figured that he would be like because, one of the because, top or I mean, most underrated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like in my head when I did the list, I was like wanting to put Vader on here so bad, right? But then we had that criteria uh, conversation, and we were talking about how Randy Orton could be on there, even though he's a fucking thirteen-time world champion, right? So. Vader never really got any significant pushes. Maybe he should have, yes, but that doesn't mean he was the most underrated. Because Booker T said most underrated stars. Could we really say that Vader was ever in star if you status if you in WWE? If you haven't done anything, then you're not exactly. underrated. You're rated at exactly what you've done. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so that's why I have Kane on there instead of Vader. And I don't have Orton on there because Orton's still, I mean, still fucking 13-time champion. I don't think Orton is more underrated than fucking Kane is. As far as accomplishments yeah, and shit, not. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody's gonna remember Kane for all for all time because he was Kane's quote unquote brother. The story when he came in was insane, right? And then, even though he he's another guy that doesn't really have bad matches either, by the way, Kane. Uh, I thought you were about to say Orton. What bullshit. Mm, no, Orton has bad matches. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, he does have bad matches. It's just that it's. Your expectations for them are lower because he's a older big dude. So, how good is it really going to be? You know. Yeah, I mean, he's no he's no Undertaker as far as that goes. But like, for him to do the stuff that he does at his size for so long, it's still a pretty yeah. big deal. Yeah. But anyway, it, it, all that kind of stuff went into it. I I had Kane because I I mean, even though we've had weeks to think about it, I've had so much show and so much stuff going on. I didn't really get to delve into or delve into this fucking uh, list as much as I wanted to. But, I mean, if I had to take somebody off and thought of somebody else, I would take Kane off first. 
out of the mm-hmm. four that I have, yes. But I just feel like Kane doesn't get enough. Well, maybe he'll get more after the Broken Skull sessions. I can't wait to see his. So he's the next one. So that's good. yeah. He's he's such a he's such a well-spoken dude too. I'm sure he'll have a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, I can't wait um, for that stuff. Um, also, I think. Maybe I have a soft spot for him because of all the bullshit gimmicks he had to go through before he got to Kane. <laughs> Maybe that helps. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a dentist gimmick that's getting over per- perfectly fine right now. It was so getting – well, his dentist gimmick wasn't – I mean, it wasn't terrible either. I mean, it was terrible. The, I mean, it was yeah. goofy as fuck. But it was technically over as a heel, which is what he was supposed to be, right? I mean, dentist, he, repo man, fucking – It was all – You know. I mean, funny – Funny thing you should mention all those, all the bad gimmicks besides like the really bad ones that you can just, I mean, like the, like the, uh, the, no, the I mean, God ones. no, no, they're all bad. Like, no, like they're all bad. Right. But fucking, um, like the goon and shit like that, le- <laughs> that level, right. The level of the goon, right. The level of the goon, right. You could tell it's not getting over, but even the bad characters got over, Max man. Max Moon. I love Max Moon, actually. I bet you do. I mean, I mean. For Paul for Paul Diamond's Max Moon, obviously not. I don't uh, or Conan. Conan was good too. But anyway, I like the Max Moon character. It made sense uh, with all the other shit that they had going on. It's, it's Does too, it make sense? Yeah, it made sense with all the other shit that they had going on at the time. Yes, Voodoo Mama. He Juju. wasn't from this planet. I know. Neither is Chris Statlander. But listen. So Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this. The goon, right? You could clearly tell that it wasn't getting over. But all the bad gimmicks like Repo Man that everybody makes fun of and Doink the Clown and all that stuff. Crush, they were getting over, man. That shit was over, whether as a heel or babyface. All that stuff was over. Like the the fans back then were eating it up to a certain extent until basically ECW came along. Why the fuck was the Repo Man dressed like Zoro? I don't know, man. I don't understand none of that. I, oh, he wasn't really dressed like Zoro. He just had the mask. I mean, he had a fucking a goddamn a onesie on. He had a onesie on that had a fucking road skid mark on it. Uh, yeah, well, Skinner, of, Skinner, remember Skinner? Skinner? Oh my God! Uh, Roadblock. Roadblock was WCW, but okay. I know, but still. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, but the funny thing is, like, everybody makes fun of all those gimmicks, but we all remember them for the test of time because they were technically over at the time. I can say no, they... I, that's not why I remember it. I don't remember it because I remember people going crazy for Reefer Man. Were, I remember because no, no, no. it's fucking but, stupid. But he was in high-profile fucking storylines, like he was in a fucking storyline with Macho Man at the beginning of Raw when Raw first started. Doink uh, the Clown was in high-profile stories. You can make fun of Dwight the Clown all you want. That motherfucker could go, son. Yeah, so could Repo Man. No, Repo Man couldn't go, but he could go when he was in Demolition. Yeah. I could I could make the argument that the Road Warrior gimmick was stupid. I could make the <laughs> argument that uh, Ultimate Warrior gimmick is stupid. That Macho Ultimate Warrior gimmick is stupid! But it was over! <laughs> he was over. His gimmick wasn't over. No, his gimmick was over because of him. If he would have took all that shit off and it just came out as Ultimate Warrior and doing that shit, he would not have been over. What do you consider his gimmick? Because I, I I consider it the from parts unknown and fucking stupid the space shit. The paint is his gimmick. The paint, the the tights, the fucking running down the ring, the shaking of the ropes, going crazy, fucking talking crazy shit. If he was just look like a normal person and doing all that, he would not have been over, not even close. It was What's the whole Hulk Hogan's gimmick. I don't fucking know. Just a American, just a real American. Yeah, real American. <laughs> just a real American. All right, anyway, that's our show for today. Uh, check out. Um, NXT UK Repo Takeover. Man on WWE. NXT UK, UK Takeover Blackpool 2 in your house. Uh, 
We should uh, next, the Brits. <laughs> Mount Rushmore next week, man. We got to get the top four Repo Man matches of all time. Yeah, but they're just all gonna be demolition matches. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to be in he has to be in Repo Man garb. I don't even know if he. I don't even know if there was ever a payoff to him versus Macho Man. I don't even know if that was a match. I don't even know if they ever got a match with it. I just remember that he stole his hat or some shit. He stole his scepter, didn't he? No, he stole his hat on Raw. It was mm. my, my Macho Man was a fucking announcer. It was the very beginning of Raw, the very first Raw. Mm. Oh well, who can remember I did. all these I memorable did. characters? I loved them all, except for the goon. The goon was fucking stupid. And Hakim. And uh, El Fantasma or Fantasma or the whatever the fuck the dude, the magician dude's name was, you know, something like that. Papa Shango. No, he's awesome. Voodoo <laughs> Mama Juju was amazing. Uh, mm. all right. So yeah, that's the show, man. It was good stuff. It wasn't as long as I thought it was gonna be, so that's good. But uh, I will be watching the NXT UK TakeOver show tomorrow, and also Hard to Kill. Obviously, I'm sure somebody's going to ruin Hard to Kill for me. I can't get on social media tonight because the one thing I want to know what happens. Uh, somebody's going to post about for yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, I can't get on at all. Or, I don't know. I mean, you could tell me, I guess, if you want, if you find out. I don't care uh, that much. But I am going to go watch it anyway. Go out of my way to watch it in case there's something on the top five for next week. Um, I'm sure there'll be something from the UK show. I think the Tyler Bate. Or the Walter match will definitely be on the in my top five for next week. Uh, what, do you know when the Bash of the Beach thing starts for Jericho's Cruise? I don't. Is it next week or the week after? I can't remember. I feel like it's soon, though. I feel like it's early in the year to be doing anything out of the beach. Well, no, but... it doesn't matter because they're going to fucking... Uh, where are they going? Bahamas, maybe? I can't remember. The Caribbean. I know it starts in Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see. know, but it should be soon. I saw they already started announcing um, matches for it, too. Best of the Beach starts on January 15th, so... Yeah, so yeah, this three days. Yeah, this Wednesday. Okay, so that'll be cool. That'll be a cool little thing to see, see how they set that up. Um, All right, all right, that's the show. I gotta go. Fuck this. Let's do it. We're out. See you next week, and uh, enjoy wrestling this week, starting with the two shows tonight. <laughs> Why you gotta do the fucking voice? I don't know, man. It's a it's a part of the it's a part of me now. The show's still going. We'll on. see you later. Oh man. Well, I don't have a bunch of drinks to pass around to the Undertaker like fucking Austin does. Hey, let's have a drink to to go out on the show because I don't know how to uh finish the show. <laughs> I don't know how to finish the show, so goddamn it, let's just have another drink. Nope. We're All fucking right. we're fucking wasted on the show. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, later. later.